your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking. Today is Saturday, January 27th. We are here live. Pick up the phone to join me, 8888-ROAD-DOG. We'll get to those calls in just a little bit. The show is all about the business of trucking. I'll take your calls and answer your questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, taxes, technology, health and fitness on the road, getting started as an owner-operator, finding freight, working with brokers, getting your own authority, you name it, we'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call. Well, it, it is amazing how things change and how quickly they can change. I was going back through show notes from you know, I, I look back, I keep show notes for years sometimes, and I just scroll back through them looking at things we were talking about and ideas. Yeah, and I, I found a day where I my show notes started out by me saying, I'm glad I don't do trucking news because I read a ton of newsletters every day, and in most trucking news, there was very seldom something I could get excited about. And that changed. There's so much trucking news these days, I can't even keep up with it all. I don't even know where to start. Two big topics we've talked about many, many times. I'm not going to talk about them today, but autonomous and electric in trucking, both of them growing like crazy. And I think when I talked about them, everybody said, oh, it's never going to happen. It's decades away. And I said, no, I think it's going to be sooner. And now it looks like it's going to happen even sooner than what I've projected. Hard to say, but there's a lot of news in both of those areas right now, autonomous and electric, and so much so that I don't even try to keep up with it anymore. ELDs, that was obviously a big topic last year, plenty to talk about there. To me, that kind of seems like a done deal, um, but for a lot of groups, it's not. There are a lot of groups still fighting it. Rates are the big news right now. There is no question about it, and everything I read, everything I see indicates that rates will either have to maybe stay steady or go higher. I I can't see anything that could really lower rates significantly at all. Now, there's always something that can come out of the woodwork that we don't predict, But if we look at all of the trends right now, the economy, the new tax bill, the ELD mandate, everything points to continued strong and maybe even rising rates. And we're way above averages right now. We're setting records. The new tax bill I've talked about many times, many, many times. I'm sure I'll have questions about it today. The good news, I'm finally seeing good information in the media. Um, In the trucking media, both radio and magazines, the first couple of weeks, it was horrible. Articles were being published that were completely wrong. Uh, I I was trying to correct as much as I could because this is something I've stayed on top of. That's finally swinging. I'm finally seeing many good magazine articles that have it right. Um, ATBS, which is uh, an accounting company, 
that I'm very familiar with. Um, love those guys over there. They will be all over uh, Road Dog this coming week. I think I saw a schedule. They were going to be on three different shows talking about the tax law change. And they have it right. They've had it right from the start. Because, again, this is what they do. They stay on top of it. So I, I've been on you know three other shows talking about this. I've certainly talked about it a lot on my show. I'm glad to see that enough people are getting this right in the media that we should be able to end the confusion and move forward with good strategies. I feel like I spent the first, what are we, over a month into this now? I feel like I spent the first month just arguing people about what was right and what was wrong because there was so much bad information in the media. I think we're finally turning the corner on that, and uh, we can get down to good strategies, and I'm excited about it. I will tell you the biggest thing we're seeing. I've run several hundred analysis. In fact, I'm doing them free right now. Um, if I get some information and, you know, last year's tax return, I can run an analysis to show you how 2018 should look. And also, I'm doing a lot of tax analysis to show when it makes sense for an owner-operator to incorporate. And don't get confused with all the LLC, S-Corp, C-Corp, all that stuff. When I say incorporate, the way we like to do it, it's not the only way to do it, is you form an LLC first. That's a state entity. Then you choose to be taxed as an S-Corp. And there's, there's a lot of reasons to do it that way. I could spend the next hour talking about that, but it's really not important. Just know when I say, if an owner-operator, you know, this is when they should incorporate, that's what I mean. You form an LLC, then you choose to have it taxed as an S-Corp. I see a huge um, future for that in for the owner-operator world right now for two reasons. The tax law change affected some of those calculations in a positive way, and the new tax rates have helped, and the increased economy and the increase in rates mean that so many more owner-operators are up in the range where it really saves a lot of money. I, I am seeing... I know this sounds crazy, and I haven't really you know, run a lot of reports on this, but just I've looked at a couple hundred business reports from our owner-operators here, and I, you know, I go over them sometimes here on the show, I would have to say the average owner-operator right now, the clients we're working with, are taking home about seventy-five to 80000 That's average. That's not like the high numbers. That's the average right now. At 80000 if you incorporate, the tax savings alone is uh, a little over $6,000. So it's significant savings. I've done some where single truck owner operators are making $110,000, dollars The tax savings for an S-Corp at that point becomes ten or 12000 depending on a couple other factors. So it, it's significant amounts of money. And the corporation allows us to work a couple other tax strategies that can also save some money. So we're seeing that trend. But here's what I really want to talk about. That trend is happening because... Freight and rates and volume are so strong, 
And again, I don't see anything on the horizon that's going to change that. Here's what I want you to be aware of. Here's what I'm a little worried about. Because this boom and bust cycle in trucking, I've seen this happen probably a dozen times in the three decades. I, I can clearly tell you, you know, some years I'm at events and all we talk about is how great the rates are. And then the very next year at the same event, because I go to the same events every year and I have been for a long time. I see the same people. We have the same conversations. It's just, you know, what's changed? And the very next year, sometimes you're talking about how bad the economy is and how, how much it's hurting the industry. Those are normal business cycles. They're always going to happen. Right now, we're in a really, really good, strong cycle. And I just I hope it lasts, and it looks like by every indication it should. The tax law changes, the, especially the lower corporate tax rate, is driving the economy right now. People are getting big bonuses. Companies are bringing money back into the United States that they have to pay tax on, but they are investing it back into their workers, into raises, into bonuses, and not only are they bringing that money back in, which is money they earned a long time ago. They just didn't want to bring it back into this country because of the corporate tax rate. So that's money that's just been sitting there. They're bringing that in. That's stimulating the economy. They're also looking at their own tax rate going forward and saying, wait a minute, our taxes are going down. We're going to reinvest that money back into our business, which means more jobs and higher pay for the people who are working. All of those things mean more goods being bought. More goods being bought means more trucks have to move freight. We don't have a lot of drivers. So the only thing that can happen is rates have to go up. And they already are. We're seeing that. Here's what I want to caution you about. Most of the time in these cycles, again, I've watched these many, many times from an accounting standpoint, I see just as many people fail, maybe even more people fail in these cycles as I do people grow or succeed because they focus on the wrong things. This is where good business knowledge and experience come into play. And unfortunately, this is just an industry where we have a lot of people in business because they want to own a truck but they really don't understand business. When we come back, that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to give you some things to watch out for. I'm going to give you where I think the opportunities really are. We'll do that right after this break. Oh, coming up in the second hour, top of the second hour, very special guest from Women in Trucking, Ellen Voya. She'll be talking about several things and her new radio show here on SiriusXM. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. about the return of Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Tiger. Tiger Woods. Woods returns to the PGA Tour this week at the Farmers Insurance Open and PGA Tour Radio is on site at Torrey Pines to call the action. Tiger splashes his bunker shot out, up, in, into the cup. Live tournament coverage continues tomorrow at 2 Eastern and discussion about Tiger's performance continues all week on PGA Tour Radio, Sirius 208, XM92 and on the Sirius XM app. 
with PatriotSoftware.com. Accounting and payroll. Keep your time and money. Mike Campbell here, serial entrepreneur. Doing payroll is no longer a headache for our customer, Jeff. I've used various payroll providers in the past, and none can hold a candle to Patriot Software. Their software is ridiculously easy to use. The support staff is knowledgeable and courteous. I am very excited that Patriot Software files my tax forms for me, not just providing the forms like other payroll companies do. As a business owner, managing payroll has been a long-time headache that I no longer struggle with thanks to Patriot Software. I definitely rate your company five out of five stars. Go to PatriotSoftware.com to get your payroll pricing for up to 100 employees. Use promo code XM and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. PatriotSoftware.com. Accounting and payroll. Keep your time and money. Are you a woman suffering the painful embarrassment of thinning hair? Many women start losing hair in their 30s. And by age 50, half of all women suffer from hair loss. But now you can stop the devastating effects of hair loss with Theragrow. Theragrow is the wearable device you use in the comfort of your own home. Theragrow's safe, nourishing, low-level laser light stimulates hair follicles at the cellular level to promote hair growth. Theragrow extends your hair's natural growth cycle and helps your hair grow fuller, denser, and stronger. Theragrow is so effective, user groups reported new hair growth in a staggering 97% of the participants in as little as four weeks. It's a product that really works and it just makes me feel fantastic. Theragrow is the FDA-cleared device women have been hoping for. Call now and get started for just $95 risk-free. Use as directed and if you don't see new hair growth in 180 days, simply return it for a full refund. Call now, 800-870-7272. 800-870-7272. That's 800-870-7272. Your brain is an amazing thing, but as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. In clinical trials, Prevagen has been shown to improve short-term memory. Prevagen, the name to remember. Now available in stores everywhere. Statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Land line now, weekday, 7 p.m. East. We report on pretty much everything trucking. We are very balanced, accurate, specifically for the driver. Land line now, a road dog trucking. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. If you dial right now, you should be able to grab an open line. Um, normally, the board is just slammed right now, and there looks like there's actually an open. So uh, start dialing. You should be able to get through. I'll get to those calls in just a little bit. Here's what I want to warn people about. This is a very, very exciting time to be an owner-operator. I wouldn't want to be in a mileage contract right now. I would want to at least be in a percentage contract. Better yet, I'd like to be in a percentage contract where I get to choose my own load, something like Landstar or a Schneider Choice program, or or any other, you know, a lot of small carriers will run on a percentage and let you choose your own loads. I'd want to be there, or 
It's also one of the best times in 30 years I've seen to have your own authority. Here's where the problem can come in. If you have your own authority today, especially if you're doing a good job, or even if you're with one of these carriers and you're doing a good job, you are going to start seeing a lot of pressure to add trucks. It happens every time we go through this cycle. I've tried to help my clients with this for years. They almost always make the wrong choice. Adding trucks right now, if you are not ready, and if you think you're ready, you're probably not. Most people aren't. And I'll, I'll give you some criteria on what I think should happen first. But adding trucks right now could be a death sentence. And that's why I say sometimes in these boom cycles, I see just as many people fail. And they're almost always failing because they're not running it like a business and they try to grow. Growing would be wonderful when there's all this freight and all the the rates being so good, except for the fact, unless you can buy an autonomous truck to move that freight, you're going to run into a big, big problem. That is drivers. The competition for drivers right now is as, as big and bad as I have seen it in a very long time, and it's only going to get worse. I don't see anything on the horizon that's going to... You know, don't call me and tell me there's no driver shortage. I'm so sick of hearing that. I could care less what you call it. There is a capacity crunch. Otherwise, rates wouldn't be going through the roof. The capacity crunch in trucking never happens because we're short on trucks and trailers. There's trucks and trailers everywhere, and they're easy to buy new ones. It's not hard to acquire equipment. The reason we have capacity shortages is because we can't find enough people to drive them. So don't call me and say, well, if they would pay more, we wouldn't have a shortage. You're right. And then rates would go back down. Where would you be then? That's supply and demand. That's not just trucking. Yeah, if we paid $100,000 a year for truck drivers, we would have a lot more truck drivers. But that's not how business works. There isn't enough money in freight to pay those kind of rates. Yes, as rates go up, the companies will pay more. At some point, maybe they'll pay enough. They'll start attracting new people into the industry. But guess what that does? That drives rates back down. That's the natural cycle of business. I don't see that happening. I don't think that rates are going to go up enough to make up for all the other reasons why we don't have enough drivers. Not anytime soon. So if you think and you get tempted to add trucks, I want to give you a plan my advice would be try to make as much money as you can with your own truck. That's what this plan's going to be. And be very, very, did I say very? Very careful about adding trucks. It's tempting. And people are, your best customers are going to be the ones that try to pressure you into this. But it's your business, not theirs. You have to learn to make good business decisions. Here's the way I would approach this. First off, If you don't have good, solid accounting that's up to date every single month, don't even think about adding a truck. That's when you'll fail. I watch it happen over and over and over. That means, you know, within seven days of when the month ends, you should be able to look at a profit and loss statement, see what your revenue is, see what your expenses are, see what's left over. And once you have that, that's step number one. If you're not going to do that, don't even think about adding trucks. Once you do that, then you start looking at your profit margin. 
And what you want to do is you want to make sure that you have maximized the profit margin on the truck you're currently running before you put any time, effort, or money into acquiring another truck. There's two reasons for that. One, it's much easier to make more money, more profit with the truck you already have rather than try to bring on another truck. I've watched people bring on a second truck and lose money. That's not the reason you would do this. The whole point is we want to make more money. Well, why not make more profit the easy way? By running your current truck more efficiently. And when you have a business report or a profit and loss statement, we can see the opportunities. Do you need to increase revenue? Do we need to decrease expenses? Here's a good number to shoot for. For every dollar of gross revenue that you generate, you should be able to keep 50 cents in net profit, net income. 50 cents out of every dollar. Now, take your truck payment out of the equation if you have one because that screws up the numbers. I'm talking about 50% without the cost of equipment. Because if I just went out and bought a new $180,000 truck, Obviously, my cost of equipment is way higher than when I had a paid-off truck, but that doesn't tell me how efficiently I'm running the business. There are times when it just makes sense to upgrade equipment. So in order to have an apples-to-apples comparison, we take equipment cost out of this equation. So after equipment cost, take it out of the mix. And again, if you have a good business report, that's really, really easy to do. You take it out and you look. For every dollar of gross revenue I generate, am I keeping 50 cents of net income? That's a good target to shoot for. And I'll tell you, in today's world, with the rates where they are, I'm probably going to bump that number up to 55%. Because as rates go up, it gets easier to, to get a bigger margin. Your expenses really aren't going up. Not significantly. Not like, like rates are. So that 50% number, after this first quarter, I'll probably adjust that after I I go through a lot of the reports. But shoot for 50. If you're not at 50%, don't even think about adding another truck. Why would you? Adding another truck is a lot of work, it's a lot of expense, and it's a lot of risk. And if you're lucky, you're going to get 10 or 15% out of that. That's if you do it right. But if you can't get 50% margin out of the truck you currently have, what makes you think you're going to be able to get a good margin out of the second truck you're going to buy? You don't know how. You haven't proved you know how. So generate more profit without all that work, expense, and risk. Then when you get there, maybe, maybe that's the time to think about adding equipment, but you better have a really, really tight, large profit margin because the only way to attract and keep good drivers is to pay them a lot. Forget all the other stuff they tell you about drivers. There's two things that will allow you to keep drivers. Pay them really well or get them home a lot. Both of those things will work. There are some other ways you could make more money, more profit, that are much easier than adding equipment. And one of them would be, if you're leased to a carrier, consider your own authority first. There's a lot more potential for profit. I'm not going to say there's a lot more profit, because if you do it wrong, you could make less money. 
But there's a lot more potential for profit by having your own authority and controlling your rates. If you already have your own authority and you're thinking about adding a truck, why not think about going shipper direct instead? And you don't have to do it for every single load. You can still use lots of brokers, but why not attempt to go out and get just one of your own accounts somewhere around the house? People say, well, that's really hard. Yeah, it is. I get that. And I would stay away from big shippers that use lots of big carriers because it's tough to compete against them, and we don't want to anyway. But find smaller shippers that do contract with single truck owner operators. They're out there. They've always been out there. They're even easier to find now because they're having a hard time finding trucks if they don't have long-term contracts with big carriers. So getting your own customers right now is easier than it's ever been. And if you think that's a lot of work and you think owning a second truck isn't, you're mistaken. So look for your own shippers. And then if you get one and it's working, maybe you could get two. If you got two, maybe you could start to really specialize in your outbound freight going to a certain area. Let's say you're running out of the Midwest and you get one or two really good shippers that you can work with on outbound, and a lot of the freight's going to the Southwest. Well, maybe you could go find a direct shipper down in the Southwest and you could control the freight in both directions or in a triangle. There are so many ways in this industry to make a much better profit margin without thinking about putting on more trucks. If you have a lot of good freight, you could also lease on other owner-operators. There's another good model. There's so many ways to do this right now that are better than adding equipment. I'm not saying you should never add equipment. I'm just saying you should explore these other possibilities given the environment we're in right now. I'm going to get to your calls and questions right after this break. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. A former driver who gets and understands the life of the professional driver. I get the phone call. I just listen. Join a community of drivers helping each other get through some of the long, lonely miles. Share some of the laughter, some of the things you laughed about. A former driver sharing his wisdom in life and the industry. You can help yourself get through certain situations. The Tim Ridley Show, weekdays, 5 a.m. East. Get involved on Road Dog Trucking Radio and everywhere on the Sirius XM app. Acme Home Insurance. Yes, I'd like to make a claim. What are you wanting to claim, sir? My water heater broke down. Sorry, but your homeowner's insurance doesn't cover water heater breakdowns. So what do you cover? Home damage from things like earthquakes, volcanoes, a zombie apocalypse. A zombie apocalypse? But that'll never happen. But if it did, you'd be covered, sir. But not my water heater? I'm afraid not. But his water heater could have been covered with a home warranty from American Home Shield. We cover major components of air conditioners, plus 20 other home systems and appliances, like electrical systems, plumbing, refrigerators, and more. For valuable free information call 1-800-700-4350 homeowners insurance can cover what might happen Zombies are coming. but a home warranty helps cover what will happen now the dryer won't work be sure with the shield american home shield for valuable free information call 1-800-700-4350 that's 1-800-700-4350 
Limitations and exclusions apply. See plan for details. Message and data rates may apply. Warning. Texting while driving is illegal just about everywhere. So if you want to take advantage of a life-changing LASIK offer, pull over when you can. Because a special opportunity is just one text away. The LASIK Vision Institute is offering absolutely free evaluations and dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK. Text the keyword CLEAR22 to 350350 to get the benefit of FDA-approved LASIK technology that gives the majority of patients 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Text to schedule your free appointment to see if LASIK is right for you. When you text CLEAR22 to 350350, you'll also get an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Today, it's your turn. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you've always wanted for a fraction of what others charge. This great offer is just a text away. Text CLEAR22 to 350350. That's C-L-E-A-R-22 to 350350. I'm Todd Borton, Weather Channel, with an interstate weather update. East-West Interstates dealing with a wide swath of precipitation from New England all the way down to Texas. Take a look at the East-West Interstates, I-90. We have the periods of rain out there that does extend anywhere from Massachusetts all the way into parts of Ohio. Same type of thing along I-84 into New England and parts of New York State. I-80 and I-70, we're seeing those showers out there, particularly in the Pennsylvania as well as Ohio, also extending into parts of New Jersey along I-76 as well as I-78. I-70, dealing with the showers from Maryland all the way into Ohio. I-64, the rain is out there anywhere from Kentucky spreading into Virginia. I-40, the showers and the rumble of thunder from Tennessee into North Carolina. I-20, we have the showers and the rumble of thunder from the Carolinas all the way into Texas. And I-10, we have the scattered showers and the rumble of thunder from Florida to Southeast Texas, I-90 out west, some spotty snow. Montana and Washington State. I'm Todd Bork with Custom Weather Drivers twice now on the Road Dog Series down 146 and on the Series Stop. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We're going right to the phones. We're going to start off in Tennessee. Robert, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Uh, I just had a question if you have any suggestions for a tax strategy for a husband and wife team, owner operator, lease to a carrier. Uh, give me an idea of net revenue. What What's left over after all of your expenses, including depreciation and per diem? Um, I would be just training her this year, so I, ha- I wouldn't have an idea. That makes it, I, I mean, I can come up with some strategies, but most of our strategies are really based on revenue. You know, whether or not we should form an S-Corp right. is solely dependent on revenue. And if we don't have that yet because something has changed. Now, how long have you been an owner-operator without her in the truck? Uh, This is my fourth year. So in 2017, you know, without her in the truck, what was your net revenue for the year? It was uh, 40,000. Then you're nowhere near being ready to incorporate. If I were to estimate how much net revenue really goes up when we add a second driver, it's 
a good number would be 50%. So you're probably going to net, you're not going to double. I mean, sometimes you can, it depends on the freight, but I like to be conservative when I'm making projections. So I would say your net, if it was 40,000 last year, is only going to be 60 or 70 this year. And we would have to take two salaries out of that as a corporation. And by the time we do that, there's not enough tax savings to wipe out all the additional expense. Um, So rather than focus too much on tax strategies right now, now, let me ask you this. Was that net revenue, because 40000 is really low, was that because you had a lot of depreciation? Yeah, that, uh, it was um, a lot of truck repairs. I replaced the transmission last year. Well, hold on. Uh, hold on. Let, let, I, I wanna, we need to look at real reality here. I, I'm big on not sugarcoating things. Yeah. Um, things like transmission and tires, I, I know they're expensive. I know it's a hard check to write. But that's not the kind of stuff that should drag us down to forty thousand. Let's. Say, what did the transmission cost? Eight grand. Yeah, eighty five hundred. Okay, and tires four or five thousand. Yeah, four. Yeah, so we're, we'd still only be at about fifty two if we threw those things back in, and those are just normal routine trucking costs. So that, again. I, I, I like to get people to focus on what's really important. And right now, everybody's talking about taxes. I'm excited about it. I'm talking about it. But where you are, taxes shouldn't be that high on your list of priorities right now. What should be high on your list of priorities, how do we make more money? How do we become more profitable? What how, are, what, how do I pay her? How do you pay her? How do I pay her? Yeah. What, what are my options for paying her? Well, yeah, there's all kinds of options. You, yeah, you could pay her by the mile. You could pay her by the hour. You could pay her by the week, the salary. I mean, it's totally up to you. Businesses are allowed to pay their employees any way they want. If if you are married and not incorporated, you don't have to pay her at all. And I wouldn't recommend doing any kind of formal payroll because it's not necessary you two are considered owners of the business. It's kind of the exception to the sole proprietor rule. Because you're married, you two can still operate as a sole proprietor. Now, I'm going to explain that because technically, the IRS would say you have to operate as a partnership. But we've studied this. We've, we've run it many, many, many times. You can run as a partnership to you know be in line with the IRS rules. But if you don't, there's nothing for them to penalize you on. So we say, why would you go out and spend all the money to be a partnership, pay more money to do more tax returns, complicate everything, when the final result of the taxes will be exactly the same? And if they're exactly the same and you do it our way, which is just stay a sole proprietor, then there can be no penalty. So it's one of those things that, you know, we just take what I think is the better way out rather than following the letter of the law because there's no downside to it. And as a sole proprietor, you don't have to do payroll. You two just take the profit that's left in the business. That's your compensation. Okay. I didn't know I could do that. Yeah. Now, the other thing that we do in a case like this is we file two Schedule Cs. So we take the profit that's left over and we split it. 
you each get a Schedule C. That way we can deduct the uh, per diem for both of you on the Schedule C. And then you also both split the profit that way and you both get credit towards Social Security. And that keeps our profit both very low, so that's good. Well, yes and no. I mean, we don't want to keep our profit low. That's the one thing we've, we've got to get away from that well, thinking, I mean, and it's it, common. It just looks... Well, no, it it isn't. There's nothing about that that artificially makes our profit look low, other than the fact that we're both getting per diem, and per diem isn't a real number. But our our goal, see, we get so wrapped up in taxes sometimes that we start making bad business decisions so that we pay less tax. I've always been the guy that if I go to a party, I want to be the one in the room who pays the most tax. Not the least, I want to be the one paying the most, especially because I know I'm taking every possible tax deduction using every tax strategy I can, and yet I want to be paying the most tax. That just means I'm more profitable. That, that's my goal in business is to focus on profit, and that's where I'm trying to get you. I know you're asking tax questions, and we want to put these strategies in place, and that's good, but it's not the time for it right now. The time for you right now is how do I get that 40000 of net profit? And, and don't let this number shock you. How do I get that 40000 of net profit to $120,000 of net profit with two of us driving? And it's completely doable, and that's where all of your focus should be right now. Then I want you to call me back and say, wow, Kevin, that was great advice, except now I'm getting killed in taxes. Okay, good. Now we can work on that problem. Does okay. that, does that uh, make sense? First, tax the second. There you go. Perfect. Yes. In fact, get a T-shirt that says that. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Get a T-shirt. <laughs> Hats, mugs, profit first, taxes second. I love that. In fact, I'm going to steal that from you. I'll give you credit, though. Let's go to Wyoming. CW, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Thank you for all your help. You're welcome. What's on your mind today? My question, my, well, my question is about the itemized and standardized deductions. I'm a, I'm a company driver, hazmat driver, and I have to buy all my own FRs, work boots, gloves, hard hats, uh, you know, so forth and so on. And uh, my tax lady is telling me that I kind of took it up the tailpipe with this new tax code. I'm I'm not mad about it by any means because I know that my rate is dropping, so it'll, it'll probably work out. But what what is the the standardized she, and itemized deduction rule now? She is correct. She's a hundred percent correct. And and here's the thing: as an employee, and this isn't just trucking. I, I've heard I've heard a lot of people think that you know Trump and you know the Republicans targeted truck drivers and screwed them. This has nothing to do with trucking specifically. All employees in, yeah, the, in the new tax law starting in 2018, we're not talking about last year's tax return that you're about to file now. We're talking about this year, so everybody else is clear on that. Correct. Starting in this year, employees can no longer itemize any of those business expenses, those job-related expenses. It doesn't matter what occupation you that work in. That includes mileage to and from the truck, too, right? Mileage that to and from mileage the truck, to and from the truck, too. That, that was never deductible, ever. That's not even deductible for owner-operators. Never has been. 
Uh, What about nights in the truck when you're away from home? Yes. Per diem has always been deductible for both owner-operators and drivers, but now it is no longer deductible for drivers, for employees, owner-operators only. Because that was that was just one of those expenses that falls into that whole category. Here's the term. It's called unreimbursed employee business expense. And it included any any expense that you incurred doing your job that didn't get reimbursed. So that was per diem, showers, laundry, like you said, hard hats, boots, gloves, all that stuff, logbooks. You used to be able to deduct that if you could itemize. Now you can't deduct it at all, period. There will be no form to deduct it on anymore. That, that's one of the biggest changes in the new tax code. So let me put you on hold. I want to come back to that. Um, it's not as bad as it sounds. It certainly wasn't great news for drivers. It was mostly neutral for most people. I've run a bunch of uh, scenarios on this, and it's mostly neutral. Some people actually gained a couple hundred bucks. Some lost a couple hundred. But there's a way around this. I've been talking about it a lot, and I'm trying to get this word out in the industry. So when we come back, I'm going to talk about that. We need to put pressure on carriers, and we need to inform them. I want to help you with this. We'll be right back. Kevin Rutherford. is now on Power 85. We're like, do you have a concussion? And he said to Dave, like, I'm probably smarter than you right now. <laughs> Hear from some of the Stoolies' favorites. Pat McAfee, Big Cat, El Presidente, Dave Portnoy, and more. Tony Romo's not overrated. Yeah, he is. No, he is. Did he cure cancer the last couple of weeks? No. By the common man, for the common man. You have a short commissioner, he better look like a pit bull on steroids. Barstool Radio on Power 85. And anytime on demand with the Sirius XM app. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, this may be the last time you ever have to think about hair loss. Because I'm telling you, Bosley is the real deal. They're giving men their hair back permanently. They're real hair. All it takes to get started on the hair gain train is a single text message. You'll get an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card when you text KIT66 to 85850. Check them out now. Bosley will show you for free how great your hair could look. Dude, this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're America's number one hair restoration expert. Ahead of the curve with the latest technology. And the best part, Bosley's solution is permanent. You're going to love what they'll do for your hair. So drop what you're doing long enough to send a text. Get your free information kit and gift card for $250 off by texting KIT66 to 85850. Don't forget, that's KIT. 66 to 85850. Pilot Flying J has exclusive deals on food, drinks, and snacks waiting for you in the My Pilot app right now. Like free slices of pizza, buy one, get one free drinks, and more. But these deals are only available when you download the My Pilot app. It's easy to do. Just text XM to 30311. Then visit any of our Pilot Flying J locations and start saving today. You'll receive new offers in the app every two weeks. Text XM to 30311 to download the app now. Message and data rates may apply. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. This year... 
Give that special someone something really personal, something that really stands out. Let canvasworld.com turn a favorite photo into a museum-quality custom canvas at the size of your choice. They use a state-of-the-art environmentally friendly process to produce prints that are higher quality than ever available before. Their prices are great, and their work is guaranteed for life. Canvasworld.com makes it easy. Just upload your photo, choose a size, and you're done. They'll even retouch your photo absolutely free. Place your order at canvasworld.com today and save 35%. Plus, get free shipping when you enter promo code radio at checkout. This Valentine's Day, get them a custom photo canvas, a gift they'll cherish forever. And now, save 35% and get free shipping when you enter promo code radio at checkout. Canvasworld.com, where photos become art. Road Dog Trucking Radio. Our favorite color is chrome. Road Dog Trucking Radio, Sirius XM 146. Or listen on the Sirius X. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. I'm going to get right back to the phone calls. One thing real quick. I'm going to go back to CW in Wyoming. Um, I'm getting a ton of tax questions these days, both on the air, email, Facebook. I have a group uh, you can join. I'll tell you about that a little later in the show. Um, and, and I have so many questions to answer. I try to do it at all kinds of times. Like on my breaks during this show, I try to answer one question during the break on Facebook. So I just happen to run across this in one of the groups, and it's some, you know, um, finance broker trying to sell their product, and it says in big letters, are you needing to buy a truck but can't afford it? Call me. No, don't call people. This is business 101. If you can't afford the truck, then you just shouldn't buy it, and I don't mean you have to buy it cash, but this is the kind of stuff that makes me crazy. If you, if you need to buy a truck but you can't afford it, well, then you don't need to. You want to. And if you can't afford it, then don't buy it. That's why people fail in business because they do things they can't afford and they're not ready for. All right, that was just my little rant. I'm going to go back to CW in Wyoming. So here, here's the thing, CW. This is not great news for drivers. It wasn't as horrible as some people are making it out to be because are you married or single? I'm married. Uh, any kids? At a household, married. Okay. Yeah, we have a, a seven-year-old boy. Okay. So, yes, you lost the ability to itemize those things. But let's say that all together last year, your per diem, your boots, your hard hats, all those things you talked about, let's say that it came out to, oh, I don't know, 15000 with per diem and everything. That would be a normal number. Your standard deduction last year was 12000 which means that $15,000 only gave you a $3,000 benefit, and $3,000 on your tax return actually means about $300 more in your pocket. That's it. I mean, that's all, the, all of those deductions were only gaining you a couple hundred bucks for most people. 
Now they've taken that $12,000 standard deduction and moved it to 24000 They doubled it. But of course, it's not that simple because they also took away what we used to call personal exemptions, which means with three people in your family, that would have been another 12000 so your your per diem of fifteen or your expenses, your itemized plus your uh, personal exemptions, um, would have been about twenty seven thousand. Now it's twenty four thousand. But wait, they also doubled the child tax credit, so it would have been twenty five thousand. You lost about two thousand dollars worth of tax deductions total, which means about two hundred dollars in tax. I mean, those are rough numbers off the top of my head, but I've run a lot of these scenarios, so I'm pretty close on that. Now, let me tell you where where the industry could fix this. And a lot of companies already do it. The industry, your carrier, could reimburse you for the per diem. So I'm just going to use an example. It has nothing to do with your numbers because I don't know them. If a carrier currently pays their drivers 40 cents a mile as a wage... Instead, they could pay them $0.30 a mile as a wage and $0.10 a mile as per diem. Now, if your carrier would agree to do that, and they can, lots of carriers already do it, now what that means is you still get that big standard deduction of $24,000 plus your carrier, depending on how many nights you're away from home, could pay you fifteen, sixteen, sometimes $18,000 tax-free. Now that means you're getting upwards of $40,000 tax-free. So, yes, on the surface, it's sort of so-so bad news, but there's such an easy fix for this that would mean drivers could make thirty-five dollars or $40,000 tax-free every year. That's incredible. Wow, that is. That is. So we're trying... Okay, one more question. Um, please don't. Please don't. Yeah. Do me a favor, please don't hang up. Um, I got out of the truck. I, I just I'm on my way home, so I, I don't have my serious okay. radio on right now. Okay. So if you could. Yep. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Continue, please. Well, if I if I I do have plenty of opportunities to get my own truck, and it's it's you know financially possible for me to do it, and so being an owner operator, this is like a prime time to to do it. I have plenty of plenty of work for the truck and everything. This would be the time to do it, huh? It is. No question. One of, the, one of the best environments I've seen in several decades. But let me ask you this. If this were not yep. the best time, if it were just a so-so time, would you go do it? No. Then don't do it. No. I, 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 I'm a big believer no, in... I I, I, in fact, I do almost the opposite. I, I tend to start businesses into really, really lousy economies on purpose. The business I, I own and generate all my revenue with right now, Let's Truck, we started that in 07, in, in, right into the worst economy we have seen in a long time. And I did that on purpose. The people who start in really good economies, they have to be twice as disciplined to really learn how to run the business properly because I promise you, we will not see this environment forever. And I don't know when it's going to happen, but two or three years from now, we're going to be talking about how lousy rates are, how autonomous trucks are taking over the market, whatever it is. Something's going to drive the rates back down. 
And the people that get into business in a really good economy many times have no clue how to run that business in a really bad economy. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so if, you, if your dream has always been to be an owner-operator and you're willing to do it right and learn about business and get disciplined and have accounting systems and all those things, then I would say absolutely. Get into business now. Just be aware that, that you better do this right and know that the good times won't last forever. But if you're saying to me, hey, I just want to do it because rates are fantastic, I think that's the, one of the worst reasons to get into business. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've been an owner-operator before with a lease, lease purchase program with a crappy outfit and, and, and put a bad taste in my mouth. So I, well, and you know how, how difficult it can be, know. all the accounting, all the taxes, the breakdowns, all oh, yeah. those things. You know, sometimes we get, you know, rose-colored glasses and we only look at these rates and everybody's excited. You know, here's the thing. I, I was an entrepreneur at 16. I was painting cars at 16, making a lot of money doing it for a 16-year-old. I, I opened a gym at 19, and, and that gym lasted for 30 years, still in business, um, I think. Last couple years, wow. a couple of years ago, I checked. It was still there. I sold it a long time ago. I've had trucking businesses. I've done – being an entrepreneur is in my blood. I can't think about anything else. And, and you don't have to be that fanatical about it. But you should have a pretty strong desire to be in business, not just because it's a good time. Right. Understood. All right. So thanks. Hey, so, oh, go ahead. I appreciate your help, sir. You're God welcome. God bless America. God bless. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, that's not always easy to tell somebody. But I, I think it's my responsibility on this show not to, you know, just create a rosy picture and everybody should be an owner-operator and being in business is the greatest thing in the world. It's not. There are times when I look back at my life being an entrepreneur forever and sometimes I think about the things I've missed. There's a huge responsibility to owning a business and growing it. And, you know, for me, there just isn't any other way. So I don't look too hard backwards and regret it because this is just who I am. I, I would never be happy being an employee. And it wouldn't matter how much you paid me. It wouldn't matter how much you paid me and how little I could get away with working. That's just not me. So the opposite is also true. If you're not just really burning to be an owner-operator, to be in business, to be an entrepreneur, not just for the money, not just because things look good right now, but because you can't think of anything else. Because you want that challenge. You want the problems. Then you go into business, and I don't really care whether it's a good economy or a bad one. Honestly, like I said, I prefer starting a new venture into a bad economy. It makes me work that much harder. And then when the economy gets better, then it's just all gravy. Then it's just a bonus. Way too many times I see people start in a really good economy and crash and burn as soon as things turn around. Not always. I mean, you can still get into business in a good economy, do the right things, learn about business, get good accounting systems in place, keep reading about business, and you can do just fine. But that's not the norm. 
The norm is lots and lots of people are going to go buy trucks. Lots and lots of people are going to go get their own authority. And two or three years from now, they'll be calling me asking me why they have a big tax bill with the IRS and they didn't make any money and their truck got repossessed, but they still have this big tax bill because that happens. I'll have those conversations again in the next couple of years, I'm sure of it. Stick around. We'll be right back. Coming up from Women in Trucking, Ellen Boya will be joining me. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Forty-seven is your guide to the commodities markets, ag news, and trade with expert analysis protecting your investment. Fishing, hunting, conservation, rural lifestyle is the outdoor lifestyle on Rural Radio 147. Professional bull riding, rodeos, highlights, and live action from across North America. The number one source for Western sports, Rural Radio 147. Whether it's Western sports, hunting, and fishing, or the latest in ag markets, Rural Radio 147 will take you there. Rural Radio 147, or listen on your phone with the Sirius XM app. The good news keeps on coming for Schneider truck drivers. Schneider is proud to announce a new pay increase up to four cents per mile for many van truckload drivers. Effective February 11th, team drivers can earn up to 56 cents per mile, solo drivers up to 52 cents, with over-the-road and regional options nationwide. All in addition to the enhanced performance pay program, new automatic annual increases, and multiple pay increases last year. Get your pay increase at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com. When would you prefer to spot that burglar? While he's outside, casing your home, or after he breaks in? The best home security is the one that protects you inside and outside. That's Blink Home Security. Most home security is slow and unreliable and goes off after he breaks in. Too late. Blink is proactive home security, which is why I have Blink. It's motion activated. The instant Blink detects some crook snooping around my home or looking in my car for the garage remote, I get an instant alert and a video clip on my smartphone. Blink helps stop the crime before it happens. Blink cams are wire-free, set up in minutes, and run on batteries you don't replace for years. And Blink's live feed option lets you monitor your home anywhere from your smartphone. Blink is offering an amazing deal. Get three Blink cams for what the other guys typically charge for one, plus 10% off. Visit BlinkProtect.com slash news. Visit BlinkProtect.com slash news. Visit BlinkProtect.com slash news. Hits 1 is live weekdays from the West Coast with commercial-free hit music and today's celebrities. Fergie, what's the best part of being a mom? Oh, the love. Hits 1 in Hollywood, hosted by Michael Yo from TV's The Insider. I was born to do this. With Tony Fly. I totally have that look of someone who just got broken up with. And recording artist Simon. Hashtag mood. Celebrity fun and commercial-free hit music. Hits 1 in Hollywood. Weekday afternoons, 4 p.m. Pacific. First in the pop category and on the Sirius XM app. I'm Todd Bort for Weather Channel with an interstate weather update. North-south interstates, we have periods of rain, even a flake of snow along I-95, all through New England. Farther south you are, we're going to be dealing with the rain showers picking up, although it will not be as intense. I-91, I-93 in New England, we have some spotty rain showers. It does pick up in intensity a little bit late. I-81, I-87, upstate New York, scattered rain showers. Don't be surprised there's a flake of snow in some of the higher elevations. We also have I-79 in Pennsylvania and West Virginia. Rain showers, rather wide. 
widespread. I-77 from Ohio all the way down through the Carolinas. We have widespread rain showers, same type of thing along I-75 from Ohio, straight on down through Georgia into parts of Florida. I-65, some widespread rain anywhere from Kentucky all the way down to the Gulf Coast. Extending the parts of Indiana at times. I-55, scattered showers and storms all the way down parts of Mississippi as well as Louisiana. I-45, some scattered showers in Texas. I'm Todd Bork with custom weather drivers twice down the road. Dog Sears is at 146 on the Sears. Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. Now, now, back to trucking business and beyond. The show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. We're going to get to the phones and questions here in a little bit. You know, I don't do a lot of guests on this show, but every now and then we have a very special guest, and today is one of those days. Joining me right now from Women in Trucking is Ellen Voya. Ellen, welcome. Well, hi, Kevin. How are you doing? Great. Great to have you here. And I know you've got a lot to talk about today, and I want to get to it. You've got a lot of exciting stuff going on. But before we get to it, I just have to give you a big congratulations on your new show right here on this channel. That's exciting. Well, oh, it is exciting. And today we actually had the very second show, and um, the lines were lit up. So, you know, I was just talking to Lisa about how fun it is to be able to talk to drivers and hear from them and hear what they're thinking so thank you and and i, I i'm so happy to be part of the road dog channel you know it, and i know you'll relate to this what what i love about this kind of a platform is I, i've spent 30 years talking to drivers you know whether it was at truck shows giving seminars you know or you know just talking to them on the phone helping them with taxes and accounting and you end up saying the same thing over and over and over and over to one person. I, I love the fact that I can come on here, answer the one question, and I don't know, 40,000, 50,000 people, whatever the listenership is, you know, it seems so much more efficient. And I know you spend, you've spent a lot of time in the trucking industry, and you talk to people, and you help them with things. So now, for you to have that platform, I think is just awesome. Well, yeah, and you and I go way back, Kevin. I think we've both been in the industry for <laughs> more than a <laughs> like, few years, right? Longer than we both want to admit, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's good. And I, I really appreciate the fact that um, Road Dog Trucking um, believes that we need a forum to talk more about issues that concern women in trucking. So I, I, I really appreciate the opportunity, and I've had two guests on, and they've been amazing. So I'm looking forward to you know, continuing this show every Saturday morning and, and listening from drivers and, and anyone else who calls in. So, But thanks for having me on your show today. Absolutely. And you may not know it, because I know you've got a lot going on, but your show actually benefited me. How's that? Because they reworked the schedule on Saturday mornings, and there was an hour extra, and they stuck a replay of my Wednesday show in that Saturday morning slot. So I just got another hour of airtime. Oh, that's awesome. I thought well, that's so. Great. I'm glad it benefited you. <laughs> that's right. So tell us about women in trucking. I, I, I've been following you since you started this. I thought it was an amazing organization when you started it. And I have just been blown away by the growth and the reach you've had but but there are a lot of people that might not even know what it is so why don't you just give us you know women in trucking 101 the elevator yeah (laughs) 
the elevator pitch, right? Yeah. Well, we're a nonprofit association, um, and so that means that we're a dues-based organization. So people join, and they can go to womenintrucking.org to join. But we are um, our, our mission is threefold: to encourage the employment of women in the trucking industry, to address obstacles that might keep women from succeeding, and then to celebrate successes. And so when we say that the women in the trucking industry, we don't just mean women in trucks. We're not women in trucks. We're women in trucking. So our members include everyone who, from the engineers who design trucks to people who manufacture trucks and build trucks and sell trucks and trailers and drive the trucks and fix the trucks and own the trucks. So we really are broad. I mean, it, it really does encompass supply chain. And Kevin, 19% of our members are men because they believe in our mission. So I like to say we're not for women as much as we're about women. So when people think that there should be more women um, in the industry, and, and, and I'm going to tell you the data that it's about 7% female drivers and under, I think we're about 15% of women in management, which is really, really underrepresented. So our goal is to increase those figures and make sure that there's more women represented in all levels in the trucking industry. You know, it, it's such an amazing mission, and you've done such a great job with it. And, you know, I've seen you do things as diverse as work with OEMs on how the cabs could be designed, you know, more ergonomically, keeping the the fact in mind that, you know, you have some drivers who are 6'6 and 300 pounds, and you have some drivers who are five foot and 90 pounds. And, you know, so... <laughs> or or 410. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and then you've got to put wood blocks on the pedals because nobody makes a truck that fits a person that size. Uh, those are the kind of things... Well, you know, you're right. Go ahead. Well, it, it's all about adaptability, and we're not building a truck for women, okay? We're building a truck so that women are as comfortable, and, and small-statured men as well, so that everyone is as comfortable in the truck and what I'm thrilled about is that the truck manufacturers are very receptive and they'll come to us and they'll say, what do your members say about, you know, how can we make the truck more adaptable? So it's everything from the slope of the dash to where the steps are in the sleeper cab and how easy is it to open the hood and, you know, um, where if you're if you have the air, the seat, uh, air in the seat, can you still reach the pedals? So it's really about making sure that it's just as comfortable for women as it is for men, because you and I both know a lot of women run teams. So they should both be as comfortable driving that truck as, you know, as each other. Yeah. And that, that was just one example. Like I said, you're so broad reaching and and in management and, and, you know, I, I was just talking about in the last segment, how I've been in business my whole life and I study business and I read about business and I go to business meetings and, business traditionally was dominated by men but that started to shift a long long time ago trucking is just one of the holdouts the numbers you give seem appalling to me honestly um that there's that little participation but i've seen it in in one of the stories uh, you know i met somebody a long time ago in my career that was in the trucking insurance business she was a receptionist she really wanted to go sell insurance that was her goal and she got turned down over and over and over. They said, no, nobody, there's nobody in a trucking company today that's going to buy truck insurance from a woman. And that's what they kept telling her. And she said, okay, I'll go start wow. my own agency. And I think she sold it for like $80 million. 
Um, she did incredibly well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I love those kind of stories. And the numbers, honestly, as much as I follow this, I'm still shocked by the numbers you just told me. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, it's still surprising when people hop, when people see a woman hop out of a truck. But, you know, and and it's funny because we have women who sell trailers or sell trucks and and women who buy trucks, and one of the things that I'm proud of is uh, Aero Truck Sales. We're, we're giving away a truck in March to somebody at the Mid-America Trucking Show at our Salute to Women Behind the Wheel. And Aero Truck Sales is very involved with women in trucking, and they said, help us understand how to better sell trucks to women. Because you know what I hear from women who are buying trucks? They'll walk into a dealership and they'll say, I like this, this, and this, and the dealer will go, oh, honey, you don't really want it configured that way. You know? <laughs> the, the, this is this is a pet peeve of mine with dealers in general, because I will tell you they do this to guys, and I've been the one that's been hypercritical of salespeople who know nothing about specking a truck the right way. What they know is what sells and what they make money on. So I can imagine that it's far right. worse for women. Oh, yeah. One of our members uh, went to seven dealerships before somebody would listen to her because I, I think they thought that she was, you know, having fun or something, but she really was looking to buy a truck. And so, you know, women women ask a lot more questions and do their homework, even when they're going to a carrier. Recruiters tell me all the time that women ask so many questions. So, you know, that's just the way we are. It's like we want to know what we're getting into before that happens so you just have to get used to it <laughs> yeah exactly and and you know there are gender differences for a reason and and i'm not a believer that we should wipe out all the gender differences and level the playing field and i know that's what your organization isn't about and i want to talk about that we should celebrate the differences not try to to change them oh, exactly. or homogenize them we we would be a much stronger industry Overall, in all aspects, if we had more women because they bring something we can't. They bring personality traits we just don't have many times. I'm so glad you said that, Kevin, because we're not trying to make men change and we're not trying to make women change. We're trying to say these are what women bring to the table. And they've learned that when you have more women in leadership roles, it does increase your bottom line. There are studies out there that show the more diversity you have in the boardroom, the better the profits. But one of the biggest differences is that women are more risk-averse, and that has to do with um, the, the testosterone that men have makes them more um, want to take risks. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen, uh, hold that, hold that thought, because I, I really want to talk about this, but okay. I hear the music, I want to get to a break. Yeah, I'll be the one to say it. Um, testosterone serves a purpose when you're out in the wild and you're, you know, killing things and bringing back food, and I believe we evolved in certain ways for certain reasons. Testosterone can be a good thing in business if you know how to manage it. It can also make you really stupid. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
right riff and the right voice are timeless. On Sirius XM The Spectrum, you'll hear rock icons alongside the best of what's next. The Spectrum, where new rock meets classic rock. Channel 28 and streaming on the Sirius XM app. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no-obligation quote. 1-800-700-9920. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-700-9920. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-700-9920. 1-800-700-9920. Hello, truck drivers. Are you interested in advancing your driving career? Walmart Transportation has driving job opportunities at many locations across the United States. Walmart offers full-time, flexible schedules with competitive pay with many driver benefits, including medical starting on day one. Drive for an industry leader. Driving for Walmart is a great career opportunity. Why wait any longer to apply? And there are openings for safe professional drivers right now. Walmart pays for mileage, activity, and even offers a safety incentive you can earn each quarter of the year. New Walmart drivers average $80,000 in their first year. If you are interested in advancing your driving career, see if Walmart is hiring in a place you'd like to work by visiting www.driveforwalmart.com and then apply online. That's drive, the number four, walmart.com. It could be the last driving job you will ever apply for. Walmart is an equal opportunity employer. Guys, do you have trouble finding dress shirts that fit? You search the store for hours, but nothing fits. So you settle for a shirt that fits around your neck, but it's too big around your waist. Stop compromising. Join the thousands of men who switch to Proper Cloth in just seconds with 10 simple questions. Propercloth.com generates your custom shirt size. Stop spending hours trying to find your fit. Start looking your best. Visit Propercloth.com and use code RADIO to save $20 on your first custom fit shirt. Proper Cloth, perfect fitting shirts for everyone. Weekday mornings, 11 a.m. East, free wheeling. We talk about pop culture, talk to celebrity guests, and hear what drivers have to say about the world at large. Free wheeling on the road. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. We're going to get to those calls in a little bit. Right now I'm being joined by Ellen Voya from Women in Trucking. We're talking about the organization and what it's all about. And, Ellen, you've got some new and exciting things coming up. Uh, Pick up where you left off there. Well, we were talking about you you actually said there's differences in men and women, and I agreed. And 
And one of the big differences is that, um, you know, women are uh, based, have estrogen and women or men have testosterone. And estrogen is a collaborative hormone and it's a bonding hormone. So women are more relationship oriented. And we've learned that women value their relationship with their dispatcher and their company much more highly than men do, which means that if women don't feel supported by their dispatcher, they're much more likely to leave the company where men have uh, value other things more highly than the relationship with the dispatcher, maybe the equipment or safety or, you know, other company culture, things like that. So, you know, we've been doing a lot of research on how to attract and retain female drivers. And, and of course, women um, take fewer risks. So accidents involving women are typically at slower speeds, which means usually less loss of life and less damage to the equipment. So, I mean, one of the things that we do is we do a lot of research. <laughs> we want to better understand um, how to bring more women in and, and what keeps women from um, advancing or entering the industry. So, And a couple things, um, Kevin, I have to tell you is we're coming out with a doll. It's a truck driver doll. So we're going to do a series, a female doll. Hopefully next year I'll have a technician, a safety director, and we have a Girl Scout patch so that um, Girl Scouts can earn a patch in supply chain. And we're coming out with an activity book that explains how cookies go from the grain in the field to the bakery to the packaging. And, and the final mile is a Girl Scout. So, I mean, lots of things right. we're doing to bring the industry um, out into the general public. Yeah, those kind of things. And, I, you know, I've watched you do this over the years. You're so good at those things. And they're creative and they, you know, they make a difference. And, and I love that. What I really found interesting about what you just said, and I, I think if I'm known for one thing on the air, it's the fact that if I'm going to talk about something, I've done my research. It's what I do all day long. I read. I, I want to base as much of my opinion on fact rather than emotion as I can. So I love research. And right. If I had to pick one topic that frustrates me the most when I'm trying to help specifically men in this business, it's relationships. I, I, I hammer it home constantly. What are you thinking? You're treating your customers like your adversary instead of treating them like your best customer and building relationships. For the last three years, almost every invitation I've gotten to speak and I have a couple coming up it's all about relationships because I hammer it home constantly and men in this industry seem to be horrible at it <laughs> well and I think we can all work on that um, actually it's funny Kevin because my my master's degree is in interpersonal communication <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's it's huge to, it's huge to me because it, it's all about yeah, we were talking about this on my show this morning. People don't remember what you said to them. They remember how you made them feel. So if a driver's at a loading dock and he's, you know, cussing at the guy on the forklift, that's all they're going to remember is that they, he, the driver, he or she made them feel right. less of a person. And, and that, you're right. You've got to change that. You know, one of the things, because I, I always want to figure out why. What, why am I so frustrated? Why do I say this over and over, and yet, you know, I see people still struggling in business because they're not building good relationships. And then it finally dawned on me, and you'll get this with your background, why do people become truck drivers anyway? And I'm more specifically talking about men. Think about the job. They spend 
70 yeah. hours a week alone in a little tiny box. I mean, that takes a specific kind of personality <laughs> to enjoy that, and it's not somebody who relates all that well to other people. You know, that's an interesting point because one of the things that people have asked me is, how do you get truck drivers to move into the office and move up in management? And I'll tell them a lot of truck drivers don't want that because, if to mo- first of all, to be a truck driver, you have to be very patient and, you know, you can't take risks. You know, you just, you can't. But to be in an office and move up in management, um, you don't, the patience isn't the virtue and you have to take risks in an office environment. So you're right. It's the personality of someone who doesn't mind being alone for hours at a time. So, yeah, it's, that's the kind of individual where, you know, that, that's more comfortable in a truck. You're totally right, Kevin. And I love this topic because I've done a ton of research on this. I worked with a company that had horrible turnover in their owner-operators, and they were using a personality profile. And they, they were profiling for what you just talked about, safety, patience, following the rules, not coloring outside the lines. And I said, look, that's great for a truck driver, but you're also contracting with entrepreneurs. We have a problem here. Because to be a good entrepreneur, you do color outside the line and break all the rules and take risks. So it's tough to find that personality that can balance both of those. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's two different people. Like, I, I've taken, taken those personality profiles. I would not make a good truck driver because I am an entrepreneur and much more of a risk taker. I fly an airplane. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> yeah, love, they, you know... You can't even get life insurance. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I do, but but I, I so I I'm much more of a risk taker. So I wouldn't make, according to the profile, I would not make a good truck driver. And you know what? I can tell you that straight off because I would not be able to handle those four wheelers. I have so much respect for drivers who are out on the highway sharing it with the idiot four wheelers because I see what they go through and. I probably would be the person having the road rage. (laughs) Well, the interesting thing was this company hired me to help their owner-operators be better in business and turn, you know, to to improve their turnover. And they didn't know it, but I went through the process and applied to be a contractor at their company, and they turned me down because I didn't meet their personality (gasps) profile. Yeah, I got to tell the CEO that in front of everybody, and he didn't know it. I said, look, I said, you, wouldn't, oh, wow. you won't hire me. And he said, oh, we would hire you in a second. And I said, no, really, you won't. I tried. And he said, you're kidding. And I said, no, yeah. I, I failed your personality profile, and I figured out why. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm too much of a risk taker. And you're, mm-hmm. you're screening for all of these things that are the opposite of what I am. And, you know, they tried to go back and rework their whole personality profile, but it's tough. I mean, it's a challenging industry, yeah. and that's why we have so much turnover uh, and failures with owner-operators. And that's what I try to help people with. Hey, can you stay for one more segment because we're coming up on a break again, you and bet. I know you've got you. some programs. Is that okay? Oh, you bet, Kevin. I'd love to. Thank okay, you. absolutely. You, uh, you have some programs coming up I want you to talk about. You have an initiative with truckstop.com, a company... We work very closely with. I've got a big project we're working on with them as well. And uh, you've got all kinds of things coming up. So, you know, we can take a couple more minutes and head into the break. 
Um, I, I, I love the way you approach things, the, the research, the facts, you know, get the emotion out of this. And, you know, I know men think that women are too emotional um, in business sometimes, and that's a stereotype. But I, I think what men don't realize is we're very emotional in business, too. It's just a very different kind of emotion. We might not mm-hmm. always show the outward emotion, but we could go back to the testosterone, and I don't think men realize how much that testosterone is driving their decisions. Well, and you're right. And, and another thing is uh, women activate the amygdala, which is the fear factor in their brains, much more quickly than men. So men will push themselves um, maybe like in a snowstorm or maybe, you know, speed-wise or whatever. So men will push themselves a little bit more than women will, where women will activate that, that stress um, amygdala much more quickly. And I, and I have to say, I'm generalizing, okay? I don't yeah, want people to exactly. call and disagree and say, <laughs> you know, she doesn't know what she's talking about because it, I, it's research. It's not me. <laughs> well, exactly. And, you know, those generalizations and stereotypes, they don't cover everything, but they exist for a reason. So I, I, I'm like you. When, right. when you're talking, you know, on these topics, you do generalize, but there's a point to it. it there are men that don't act that way and there are women that don't act that way there are exceptions and nothing's black and white there's a spectrum and a range you know i refer to the uh amygdala as the lizard brain it's just pure instinct and and you're right we men tend to overcome it that's why we do stupid things um or you know crazier things you don't see nearly as many women you know daredevil kind of things or extreme sports you see some but that tends to be a male right. thing. We don't think about consequences as much. Well, here's something that someone asked me one time. I was on a panel, and they were talking about workplace violence and about how you, you have to be careful in case somebody comes back to the terminal. Say someone's been fired, and they come back, and they start shooting at people in the workplace. And I said, well, you can solve that pretty easily. And they said, why? I said, hire women. <laughs> You don't hear women coming, you know, right? I mean, well, yeah, and and if you have a whole bunch of men at that terminal, they have an answer. Their answer is, "Well, I have a gun. Bring them on." And then we have a shootout, right? All right, we're going to get to a break. We will come back. We're going to talk about some of the things going on with women in trucking right now. So we'll be back. Stick around. The website is letstruck.com. If you want to join us, I will tell you our phone lines are weird today. We are dropping calls and then they're refilling. So keep dialing. You might be able to get through. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Program dedicated exclusively to the professional truck driver. This is Landline Now. Raising fuel taxes. Uniform speeds. Flatbed loads are coming on strong. News critical to today's driver. We are refusing to invest in our infrastructure. Autonomous vehicles. Pay for the bill for infrastructure. I'm Mary McKenna. I'm Terry Scruton. I'm Mark Reddick, and this is Landline Now on the Road Dog. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Series XM 149. Hemorrhoids. The pain, itching, and swelling can be unbearable. 
Now there's Recticare Complete Hemorrhoid Care System with two effective medicines that provide multi-symptom relief. Recticare Complete has the highest concentration of lidocaine and phenylephrine, HCL, without a prescription to relieve pain and itching and reduce swelling. Use Recticare Complete for noticeable results after the first use. Get Recticare in the blue and white box at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS Pharmacy, Rite Aid, and Meyer. Use only as directed. This is Ton Ostegard, Chairman and CEO of Creek Carrier, Schaefer Trucking, and Hunt Transportation. As professional drivers, you are the backbone of this economy and certainly the backbone of our companies. And we believe you deserve more. That's why we've decided on a pay raise effective January 1st, 2018. In addition, we offer industry-leading benefit package because your health and the health of your family is extremely important. Get more out of your career. Visit us online at creekcarrier.com. Take care and drive safely. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text DOOR88 to 543543 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text DOOR88 to 543543. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, Text DOOR88 to 543-543. That's D-O-O-R-88 to 543-543. I'm Todd Borton, Weather Channel, with an interstate weather update. East-West Interstate's dealing with a wide swath of precipitation from New England all the way down to Texas. Take a look at the East-West Interstate's I-90. We have the periods of rain out there that does extend anywhere from Massachusetts all the way into parts of Ohio. Same type of thing along I-84 in the New England and parts of New York State. I-80 and I-70, we're seeing those showers out there, particularly in the Pennsylvania as well as Ohio, also extending into parts of New Jersey along I-76 as well as I-78. I-70, dealing with the showers from Maryland all the way into Ohio. I-64, the rain is out there anywhere from Kentucky spreading into Virginia. I-40, the showers and the rumble of thunder from Tennessee into North Carolina. I-20, we have the showers and the rumble of thunder from the Carolinas all the way into Texas. And I-10, we have the scattered showers and the rumble of thunder from Florida to Southeast Texas. I-90 out west, some spotty snow. Montana and Washington State. I'm Todd Bork with Custom Weather Drivers twice now on the Road Dog Series 146 and on the Series 7 Smart. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're going to get back to the calls in a little bit. Right now, I have Ellen Voya joining me from Women in Trucking. Be sure to check out her new show right here on this channel. This morning was her second show. She'll be back next Saturday. Uh, I'll let Ellen give you the times. I'm so bad at that, I can't keep track of my own show. Uh, Ellen, tell everybody about your show here on the channel, and then let's talk about your award. Okay, um, so the Women in Trucking show is every Saturday morning from 10 to noon Central, which would be 11 to 1 Eastern. So, hey, you don't have to listen to reruns anymore. You can get some original content on Saturday morning. 
Love that. Now, you have an award, the Distinguished Women in Logistics. Tell us about that, because I think you have a deadline coming up, don't you? We do. Thank you for you know letting me talk about that. Part of our mission is to celebrate success of our members. So, And again, we're not just about drivers. We do have our Salute to Women Behind the Wheel every year in March for drivers specifically. But this award is um, sponsored by TruckStop.com, and it's to honor a woman in the logistics industry. And again, the logistics industry has a little bit more uh, women than the trucking industry, um, but not that many more. So we want to honor the pioneers. And the deadline uh, is coming up. It's uh, February 12th. And if you go to womenintrucking.org and just click on Singlish Women in Logistics, um, click on that and you'll be able to nominate somebody. And it, the winner will be announced during the Transportation Intermediaries Association Conference, uh, April 8th through 11th in Palm Desert, California. So we're, we're last year, um, the winner was Andra Rush, uh, CEO of Rush Trucking, amazing woman who started her company with a credit card and, you know, $5,000. So <laughs> these are some pretty amazing women and, and we hold them up as pioneers. Well, I got to tell you, you're right. And this is such a small industry. I'll be speaking at that event, the TIA. I'm excited about that. Um, and I was on your website. I'm on there now. And I was looking at your 2016 winner, Shelly Simpson. I did a show with her. I was actually a guest on another show, and she was on at the same time. I was blown away by her knowledge and understanding of this industry. And I, I hang out with a lot of people in this industry. She was incredible. You know, and the thing is, she's so gracious. Just, you know, one of the nicest people you can meet. And and that's what's so cool about this industry. Everybody's so nice and accommodating and gracious, for the most part. <laughs> yeah, it, You know, I've been known to not be so nice to some of the callers on the show, but sometimes they need it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I, I really, really appreciate the people who, um, the winners for this award because they've all been so gracious and and really we we want to lift them up and show people that you can be recognized for this for your accomplishments. The very first um, winner of the Distinguished Woman in Logistics was Christy Nickel of Nickel Logistics. Um, took the company over from her dad and and she's just a very young woman and she took the company over from her dad and grew it like by I don't know four hundred percent or something like that and. You know, how neat it is to see uh, a young woman, you know, take following her dad's footsteps and and turn the company around, or maybe not turn it around, but take it to the next level. And, you know, so we want to recognize these women for their accomplishments. So I hope the listeners will nominate somebody for the Distinguished Woman in Logistics Award because it, it is a pre- pretty prestigious award. You get lots of accolades. No money. <laughs> Just bragging rights. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, that's another topic I've I've always been fascinated about, and I I just want to touch on it since you brought it up, which is like generational businesses. I've studied a lot of them. And and many times people look at somebody like that second or third generation and say, oh, well, big deal. The company was handed to them. But what I've noticed Uh, is is it's almost always the opposite. I have watched so many companies crash and burn because of the next generation. That's not an easy thing to step into. So when I see, you know, somebody take over a family business and improve it or grow it, I'm doubly impressed by that. 
Well, and especially when it's the daughters coming up to the ranks and not the sons, because Christy Nichols' brother actually works in the business, but he's more in the sales side. So she's operations, and that's you know that's even more. It used to be Smith and Sons Trucking, right? Right. Um, so right. now it's kind of cool. I, well, and now it's, we're seeing more Smith and Daughters Trucking. So I did a panel not too long ago with three women who took over the you know followed in their dad's footsteps to run their trucking companies. And, and it's just so rewarding to see that women are right up there with their brothers. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I I love that. And I love, again, what you're doing in the industry with the organization. And uh, anything else going on we should know about? Well, we're giving away a truck in March. Um, the applications have already closed, so it's too late to apply. But Arrow Truck Sales donated a truck to us, um, and I get to hand the keys to some some lucky person. I should say lucky because I had to write an essay about why we need more women in the industry in order to win. So we've we've got some finalists who've been notified, and we'll be we'll be doing that in March. Oh, and we're going to um, our doll is coming out in March, so we'll be able to announce that. And um, at the Salute to Women Behind the Wheel at Mid America, we're having Debbie Gardner do a presentation on self defense. And that'll be open to anyone. So I'll, I'll get you on my mailing list, Kevin, so that you know what we're up to. Absolutely. And uh, I want to encourage everybody to tune into your show on Saturday. It's an awesome. It's great to see, again, more live uh, weekend content because, you know, I, I've always felt like that's something that's missing on this channel. I've been live on the weekends for going on 12 years now, which uh, sometimes I wish I could just not work weekends. But I, it's so hard yeah. because I, I the drivers work weekends. You know, when they're away from home, they're on the road, they're driving. When I was there, I did a lot of driving on the weekends. And so I, I, I love the fact that I can be here and I can be live. And it's, it's fantastic to see more good live content. So, again, congratulations, Ellen. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, we'll have to do this again soon. Thank you so much, Kevin, and have a great rest of the weekend. All right. Great talking to you. Ellen Voya from Women in Trucking. We are, I've got some time in this segment. We're going to get to some phone calls. Um, keep dialing. Phones have been a little weird, but uh, we're going to get to as many as we can. So here we go. Let's go to Wyoming. Toby, welcome to the program. Hi. How are you doing today, Kevin? Great. What's Say, on your mind? Uh, Ellen was great. Um. Well, I've been listening to the show and, and, and trying to write down some of the stuff about the taxes for company drivers, and that's the condition I fall into. And I went to my boss. By the way, she's a woman, owns five trucks, great lady to work for, and presented this stuff to her, and she jumped right on it, which I thought was really great. Uh, the drawback is, is again, that flight-or-flight thing uh, that Ellen would talk about. She was very conservative, concerned about, uh, repercussions from the IRS of changing our pay structure. Had talked to her accountant rep and came back and said, "I'm going to give you a two cent a mile raise instead." Uh, you know what? I, I I don't see a problem with that, except, and I'll play devil's advocate here. Given what's going on in the industry right now and rates, I think a two percent raise is going to happen anyway or a two-cent raise, or a five-cent raise. I mean, rates are really, really strong right now, and competition for drivers is tough. So I love the fact that she gave you a raise. 
I'm not completely convinced that that you know makes up for what happened with the taxes because, like I said, I think that's going to be the norm in the industry anyway. You know, I don't know what her accountant told her, but I can promise her this. This is such an accepted practice in the IRS, in their eyes, in the trucking industry, to pay a portion of wages as per diem is commonplace. This is not something that even if it did trigger an audit, which it doesn't, but if it did, it doesn't matter. This is an acceptable practice in the IRS. The IRS has, has ruled on this many, many times. So I don't know if she just has some ultra-conservative accountant because this is nowhere near risky at all. I mean, I, I, I want to get this out in the industry because I think it's a huge opportunity. for. I think if you do this right, everybody wins. The carrier wins. The driver wins. How did we get a win-win? Who lost? Well, the government did. They don't that's, get. They don't get as much money. That's it. it it's so, and I'm fine with I that. Feel, right, and I feel I kind of got a loss loss situation because now she's paying more, but she doesn't get any of the benefits of doing it, and now I'm going to be higher taxed because of it. I do know she went through an audit several years ago, so that's something I left. She's like, I don't ever want to do that again, and um, I can understand that. I, I'm sure. You know, at, at five trucks, you're still a very, very small company. She doesn't, I mean, she's doing almost everything herself. I get it. I know what it's like to run a company like that. But, you know, it, and the whole thing about paying per diem, there are some downsides to it or, or what some people perceive as downsides. I'm going to come back and talk about those right after this, because it's not all roses, but I think when we look at it overall, there are huge advantages. I'll even turn one of the perceived downsides into an upside. I'll talk about that right after this. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We'll be right back. about the return of Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Tiger. Tiger Woods. Woods returns to the PGA Tour this week at the Farmers Insurance Open and PGA Tour Radio is on site at Torrey Pines to call the action. Tiger splashes his bunker shot out, up, in, into the cup. Live tournament coverage continues tomorrow at 2 Eastern. And discussion about Tiger's performance continues all week on PGA Tour Radio, Sirius 208, XM92, and on the Sirius XM app. On the road, safety's everything. That's why Help Inc., provider of PrePass, has invested $700 million into making our roads safer. With PrePass way stations, bypass, and e-tolling, you avoid congestion around way stations and reduce the need to merge in and out of traffic. And transponders are hands-free to help you stay focused. We offer one month of free service to try before you buy. 888-559-PASS and use the promo code ROADDOG or visit prepass.com slash ROADDOG. 888-559-7277 or prepass.com slash ROADDOG. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. This year, give that special someone something really personal, something that really stands out. Let canvasworld.com turn a favorite photo into a museum-quality custom canvas at the size of your choice. They use a state-of-the-art, environmentally friendly process to produce canvas prints that are higher quality than ever available before. Their prices are great, and their work is guaranteed for life. 
CanvasWorld.com makes it easy. Just upload your photo, choose a size, and you're done. They'll even retouch your photo absolutely free. Place your order at CanvasWorld.com today and save 35%. Plus, get free shipping when you enter promo code RADIO at checkout. This Valentine's Day, get them a custom photo canvas, a gift they'll cherish forever. And now, save 35% and get free shipping when you enter promo code RADIO at checkout. CanvasWorld.com, where photos become art. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no obligation quote. 1-800-700-9920. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-700-9920. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-700-9920. 1-800-700-9920. The Dave Nemo Show, 7 a.m. East. Your talk and conversation open to uh, everybody in trucking. Road Dog Trucking Radio. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. I'm going to go back to Toby in Wyoming. So, Toby, just since we're on this topic, um, one of the downsides or the perceived downsides I hear from drivers is, oh, but if I get paid per diem that way, it lowers my Social Security. That's true. But let's ex- That's what I want. Yeah, but le- yeah, exactly. That's what I want, too. But I have a hard time convincing other people. So I did it by the numbers. And this is the same issue that we have when we incorporate an owner-operator. The, a corporation allows us to pay less into Social Security, and people say, but that's going to affect my benefits. It is, but I did the math. So if we take the average company driver who's out about 250 nights a year, and we pay them the full per diem, roughly $15,000 worth, over a 30-year career it would lower their ultimate Social Security benefit by about $800 a month. But it could potentially, if they took the savings, the tax savings by doing it that way, and put it in their own 401k, they would have roughly $600,000 in their own 401k. Exactly. And and people will say, but I lost on my Social Security. And, And I'll say, look, I had this argument the other night. I said... Let me give you an option right now and tell me honestly how you would answer it. I'll give you two choices. I'll either write you a check for $600,000 and the money is yours. Do whatever you want with it. Or I'll give you $1,200 a month extra, or that might have been the owner-operator, $800 a month extra for the company driver until you die 
And if you die, maybe your spouse gets a little of it, or maybe the government just keeps it all. It depends. Which one would you choose? And I can't believe anybody would choose the $800 a month that they have no control over. Right. So the, the one downside that I hear people talking about it, now I will say there's one other. If you go for a mortgage, many mortgage companies will only look at your W-2 wage. But there are mortgage companies out there that we've found them that understand that per diem is money in your pocket every single week. It's not like a bonus. It's not like something you get once in a while. It's part of your pay. And once they understand that, then they are also willing to use that per diem to qualify for a mortgage. So the downside is it's a little more difficult. You're not going to run down to your local bank most of the time. So that is something people need to be aware of. But I think the benefits, especially now under this new tax law, far outweigh the downsides. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm older. I'm 52. So the time to make the Social Security money isn't there. I'd rather have that where I just put it in my own 401k, the difference. And, and it's money you get to control. You get to do whatever you want with it. You get right. to, you know, if you... You know, in your will, you can leave it to your cat if you want. I mean, it, it, and I don't care what people do with their money. I just like to have control over it. I, Social Security may be the worst investment on the planet. Oh, absolutely. I have one other question. Sure. Uh, if you're familiar with my industry, I am hazmat fuel hauler. Okay. And then to the gas station fuel hauler. Uh, and that's the company we work for there. I've been with a couple of different companies over that, just like the other driver from Wyoming who's in the oil field. We have to supply our own um, FRs and all that, and I understood we lost that. But I've been looking at averaging the last few years around 130,000 miles a year. Puts me around $60,000 driver pay take home. And... uh you know, I've talked to some of these drivers, and, and, and I was listening to you make the comments about going on your own and, and all that. And I've talked to a few drivers that were willing to share what they're actually making or doing. And it just seems like, you know, the few I've talked to, it seemed like their pay was awful low for the investment equipment and going out on their own. Um, I think one of them I talked to was about 70000 a year is what he netted after everything. And another one I talked to was about sixty. Or the two big numbers that I've run into. Yeah, and I'm not surprised. And, you know, that's the thing about business in general. It, we, we have this assumption that you go into business and you make more money. That's absolutely not true. What happens, this is absolutely true. You have the possibility or the potential of making more money. In fact, we could clearly say, that as an employee truck driver, there is a maximum that you could make, right? I mean, $80,000 drivers are awesome jobs. There aren't many of those. $100,000 drivers, employees are probably really, really rare. I have many owner-operators this year breaking 100000 But if we wanted to look at potential, the CEO of Swift makes lots and lots and lots of money, hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, he started with one truck. So that's how I look at potential. 
I mean, there is no limit. So, you know, being an employee at any company, there there's going to be a limit unless you're going to be the CEO. But, you know, in business, there's none. Nothing would stop me from making more money except me. That's the only thing. Everything's in my control. Right. It comes back to the difference between Social Security and my 401k. Control. I get to make all the decisions. That's why I'm in business. That's why I've been in business my whole life. It wasn't about the money. It was about control and potential. So I tell people if the only thing you're focused on is money, then no, you probably shouldn't go into business. If you told me right now, we'll we'll give you, I I like choices again. We'll give you two choices. You can either go drive, you can get, pick your perfect driving job and we'll pay you $100,000 a year for it. Or do the same job as an owner operator and the first year we're going to limit you to $40,000 and then after that it's whatever you can make. I don't have to think 30 seconds about that. I'll take the chance of being able to go out and make more money on my own. That's just me though. That's my personality and it always has been. Right. Okay. I I will well, that answers my question. Yeah, I, I will that. I will always take the potential over the guarantee. Give me a guarantee. I don't care how good it is, but it limits my choices and my control. I don't want it. Give me unlimited potential, and it's all up to me. I'll take it every time. And, you know, I'm not unique in that. That, I believe, is probably the definition of an entrepreneur. Let's go to Ohio. Charles, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing, Kevin? Thanks Good. for taking my call. What can I uh, help you I just you wanted with? to see if you could go over my numbers. Uh, I just wanted to see if we could go over some numbers uh, with my first year in operation. Got it. All right. So I've got your business report up here in front of me. First off, congratulations on using profit gauges and keeping it up to date. Um, tell me a little bit about your operation. Uh, I am leased on to one of the majors. Uh, in a lease purchase, I didn't turn. I didn't find your radio station till about November or so, and I just entered all this information November December time frame. Um, I was with uh, one of the major, uh, bigger uh, tech, uh, accounting companies, and didn't like the relationship with them and everything. But uh, I choose my own loads and all that. Um, last year was. A lot of getting to know the load board and figuring out the different lanes. Okay. Um, and I think I've got one figured out now. So. Good. Well, I'll tell you, it looks like you're, you know, I'm looking at numbers from March to December. Is that when you started in March? Yes, sir. Yeah, these numbers are really good for, we're not even talking about the first year yet. You haven't even made it through the first 12 months. So right. the numbers here are good, not outstanding but i don't expect outstanding in the first year i expect you know good and getting better and you're already talking about the right things you're looking at rates and lanes and how do you improve revenue and you know your revenue is at a dollar 33 a mile all miles not horrible nothing i'm going to get you know too excited and write home about but it's a good start um so you're already focused on that that's excellent the other place i see um your fuel cost was really high 37 cents a mile, 
um, it wouldn't be unusual to knock 10 cents a mile off that. And remember, any time we cut expenses, 100% of that money goes in our pocket. I like increasing revenue, but even in the best operation, only half of your revenue increase actually makes it to your pocket. Let me, well, I can tell you in your case right now, I talked about, you know, 30 or 50% profit margins without equipment. Let me look at what your lease is costing you. Your lease is costing you 27% of your revenue. So over one quarter of all the money you earn is going to pay that lease. That's expensive. If I take that away, you're actually breaking the 50% profit margin. That means you're running a tight ship. Right. Your your lease is is you know a strangle right now, but that means you're doing a good job. Um, but that would mean even in the best operation, like I said, we increase revenue by a dollar. It only puts fifty cents in our pocket. We decrease expenses by that same amount, and all of it goes in our pocket. That's why I'm a big believer in we always look at expenses. In fact, I look at expenses first. But let me, uh, let me get to a break. Numbers are good. It's a great start. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about it right after this. If you want to join us, we, uh, we'll be right back. We are Road Dog Trucking Radio. From the heart of America. Broadcasting from sea to shining sea. And all places in between. Nashville, Tennessee. New Orleans. The Mississippi Gulf Coast. New York City. Kansas City, Missouri. From the West Virginia coal mines to the Rocky Mountains and the Western skies. Road Dog Trucking Radio is everywhere. Next time you're in the neighborhood, make sure you stop by. Sirius XM Channel 146. Hiring is important. People are what make your business work. But how do you find the right talent? ZipRecruiter makes it simple. One click sends your job ad to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. But ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. Their smart matching technology will instantly alert quality candidates about your job. That means you'll start getting great candidates with the right experience almost as soon as your job is posted. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. The right candidates are out there. This is how you find them. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. People from businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. We're so confident ZipRecruiter will get you better results than anywhere else. We'll let you try it free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash try free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash try free. ZipRecruiter.com slash try free. Your brain is an amazing thing, but as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. In clinical trials, Prevagen has been shown to improve short-term memory. Prevagen, the name to remember. Now available in stores everywhere. Statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Barstool Radio. Barstool. 
Barstool Radio is now on Power 85. We're like, do you have a concussion? And he said to Dave, like, I'm probably smarter than you right now. <laughs> Hear from some of the Stoolies' favorites. Pat McAfee, Big Cat, El Presidente, Dave Portnoy, and more. Tony Romo's not overrated. Yeah, he is. No, he is. Did he cure cancer the last couple of weeks? By the common man, for the common man. If you have a short commissioner, he better look like a pit bull on steroids. Barstool Radio on Power 85. And anytime on demand with the SiriusXM app. I'm Todd Borton, Weather Channel, with an interstate weather update. North-south interstates, we have periods of rain and even a flake of snow along I-95. All through New England, farther south you are, we're going to be dealing with the rain showers picking up, although it will not be as intense. I-91, I-93 in New England, we have some spotty rain showers. It does pick up in intensity a little bit late. I-81, I-87, upstate New York, scattered rain showers. Don't be surprised, there's a flake of snow in some of the higher elevations. We also have I-79 in Pennsylvania and West Virginia. Rain showers, rather wide. Widespread I-77 from Ohio all the way down through the Carolinas. We have widespread rain showers. Same type of thing along I-75 from Ohio straight on down through Georgia into parts of Florida. I-65, some widespread rain anywhere from Kentucky all the way down to the Gulf Coast. Also extending to parts of Indiana at times. I-55, scattered showers and storms all the way down parts of Mississippi as well as Louisiana. I-45, some scattered showers in Texas. I'm Todd Bork with custom weather drivers twice down the road. Dog Sirius is at 146 on the Sirius Mass. Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. Now, now, back to trucking business and beyond. The show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're heading into the third and final hour of the program. Still time to get through. We're going to get right back to your calls and questions. We were talking with Charles in Ohio about his business report. So, Charles, again, these are really good numbers for first year, and you're focused on all the right stuff. So based on you know what you're doing, what you're working on, I, I just think you can look forward to these numbers just getting better and better. Right, and I, I, I agree. Uh, I mean, since leaving out uh, after the holidays and everything, I mean, even the contract rates, I think, have went up quite a bit, too. Um, I think I've booked maybe a handful under $2 a mile on those loads. Um, but my question with you is, uh, now, fuel costs, I should keep that down around tw- in the 20s and everything, because um, right now, that, I've been looking at that myself. I figured that was high. Yeah, it's your biggest cost, and we always focus on our biggest cost first. And we all we look at every way possible to lower it. That That's what makes you good at business. And, and people say, oh, well, it is what it is. No, it's not. I, I, you give me any operation in the country, and I'll look at a truck, and I can figure out one more way to cut fuel costs. There are so few exceptions to that. I know a couple guys running around that we have on the show, Steve Crone, uh, Henry Albert, those guys have nailed their fuel, but those guys are getting 10-plus miles to the gallon. Real fuel numbers. One with a brand-new truck, one with a 1999. So it's possible on both ends of the spectrum. So I doubt that I could help those guys much. But how many people are doing those kind of numbers? So, And there's two ways to lower our fuel cost. One is to improve our fuel economy, the other is to improve our fuel buying. Hey, do you understand how to buy fuel with IFTA? Have you been through the course I have online? 
I don't know if I've been through your course, but I've, I've, I've been learning more about the IFTA after dealing with that. I've been doing a lot more research and learning more about the IFTA. Um, that was one of the things I've noticed and learned. Um, the total or the raw fuel cost and figuring that yes. is what I've been yep. trying it, to work on. So Exactly. So I can already tell you get it. It is the raw fuel cost we have to get down to to compare prices. So many people don't understand that. That's why I created a course online because so many people have a hard time with that. Again, you're doing all the right stuff. You get it. You're, you're going to be one of those guys that every year your business is going to look better. Well, I appreciate it, and I 100% agree with you on the relationship aspect. That's part of the reason why me and my wife turned to you guys and everything and for helping with accounting and everything because the relationship we had with the other company seemed like they were too big for their own good. They got you on the phone, got you right off. Yeah, okay. Got it. Well, we, we love having you. I love helping people with their numbers and their business. So, again, congratulations. A great first year. And uh, we look forward to doing more business with you and helping out. Let's get to Florida this time. Rich, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. How are you today? Good. What can I help you with? I'm wanting some advice, some tips on driving in the winter. I know you spent many years driving in Ohio. Um, Little things like... What do you do with your defroster to keep your wipers? I hear keep them on. Excuse me. I hear keep it hot, and some people say keep it cold. Um, Jake brake. Some people say don't turn it on. Mine's not much of a Jake brake, so I don't think it's relevant. But anything you can tell me from your experience would be great because I kind of freak out in the wintertime. Got it. And, you know, I think that's a good thing. We need to be very cautious in the wintertime. Some of the worst drivers I see are over-experienced drivers that don't give you know bad weather enough respect. So I'd much rather see somebody who's overly cautious rather than somebody who's uh, overly confident. So you're, I think you're starting from a good place. And I love the fact that you're asking questions because that's how we learn. Nobody got into this business knowing all this stuff. Um, I did do a lot of driving in the Northeast and the Midwest in the winter. I've also done a lot of driving, you know, out here on the West Coast and in the mountains, two totally different things. Um, here, here is, I know this is going to sound stupid simple, but the one big, big thing you can do that makes everything else better in the wintertime, just slow down. And I don't mean just in speed of driving. Slow down everything. Slow down your thought process. Slow down, you know, that urgent need to get everything done quickly. Just slow down. And, of course, slow down speed. Um, There are some driving conditions. That might be... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say that might be one of the things that I know I'm doing right. If it starts to get questionable, I slow down and everything is very... Slow, fluid movements. Exactly. Don't jerk the wheel. Don't jab the brakes. Very slow, very fluid movements. That's the biggest thing, and it sounds like you're, you, you knew that instinctively and you're already doing that. You know, keep a lot of space around you. This is something I'm big on all the time. I don't care if it's 
80 degrees and sunshine and no wind. I hate running in a pack. I hate other vehicles near me. Um, I was trained and almost became a trainer in what's called the Smith system. And one of the tenets of the Smith system is always keeping out, which means if something goes wrong, you always have an escape from the accident. When you travel in a pack, that gets minimized or eliminated. You have nowhere to go when things go wrong. That's why we see these Facebook pictures of these huge pile-ups, because everybody wants to run in a pack. I, I want everybody away from me. Get the hell away from me when I'm on the road. That's why I love driving 57 miles an hour in good weather. Nobody runs with you when you drive 57. Everybody passes you and they stay away from you. And, and that was a big part of it. One, the biggest part was fuel economy because I was the one paying for the fuel. But I don't like running in a pack. I don't like a lot of other vehicles around me. And if you're kind of out on the highway by yourself, the odds of some sort of an accident go way, way down. Now all I have to worry about is my driving. I don't have to worry about everybody else's. So that's another thing. You stay out of the pack. Give yourself lots of space, especially in front of you. The other big thing, and then we'll get to some of those small things like defrosters and Jake brakes, because those can make a difference. Um, But the other big thing is there are certain conditions I won't drive in, period. There is no freight that, that would impel me to go out and drive on black ice. There is zero control on black ice. I don't care how good you are. And I think the most dangerous time in driving is when it's been raining and the temperature is dropping and bridges start to freeze before the rest of the road surface does. That, that, that condition, I, I am not embarrassed to say, terrifies me because I think I'm a really skilled, cautious driver in a truck, and I drove a lot of miles without accidents, but I, the, the one fear I always had in my mind is I'm going to be the first guy to go across that bridge after it freezes and I'm not paying attention to the temperature, and the odds of crashing in a situation like that go way up. So that was, that was the situation I always feared the most. Because I feared it, I paid attention to it. When the temperature got to 35 or 36 degrees, I started really paying attention and slowing down. And when it froze and there was black ice, I just got off the road. I mean, I'm not one of those macho drivers that says, oh, I'll drive through anything. No, I'm not driving through anything. I've had some really bad experiences in Ohio when the road got that slick um, and luckily didn't crash, but it was enough to make me park. And there isn't a dispatcher, a broker, or a customer on the planet that would convince me to get back out on the road when it's like that. It's not just my life. You know, we've got an 80,000-pound missile that could kill other people. We have a responsibility not to drive in those kind of conditions. So don't ever let anybody pressure you to drive when you're not comfortable. Um, And, And here's the other thing. Here's the other thing we have to remember. A 30-year driver who has been through 30 winters, he can drive in conditions that other drivers can't. I get that. That might not be being macho. That might be just driving to his skill level. But in that same storm where the 30-year veteran of winter driving is still moving, a a one-year rookie should be parked. And and at that point, you've got to say, yeah, there might be other trucks moving, but that's beyond my skill level right now. And that's just... 
That's just smart. And sometimes it's hard to do that, but that's how you get to be the 30-year guy with no accidents. Right. Um, I, I mentioned this to Lisa, and I'm kind of it's somewhat embarrassing. Part of my problem right now, and this might be a mental thing, I don't know. I hear the music. Should I wait yeah, till the break's over? Give me the statement, and then I can think about it. We'll come back and talk about it. Well, um, I made a, a dumb mistake and got loose coming down bail. Thank God I kept it on the road, but I was sideways for a while. Now, I almost panic when the snow starts to fall at all. Got it. Okay. We'll talk about that right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. from the West Coast with commercial-free hit music and today's celebrities. Fergie, what's the best part of being a mom? Oh, the love. Hits one in Hollywood, hosted by Michael Yo from TV's The Insider. I was born to do this. With Tony Fly. I totally have that look of someone who just got broken up with. And recording artist Simon. Hashtag mood. Celebrity fun and commercial-free hit music. Hits one in Hollywood. Weekday afternoons, 4 p.m. Pacific. First in the pop category and on the Sirius XM app. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no-obligation quote. 1-800-700-9920. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-700-9920. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-700-9920. 1-800-700-9920. Think about it. You've got some great photos on your phone, but what are you doing with them? If you don't have FreePrints yet, you've got to get it. FreePrints is the free app for iPhone and Android that lets you print all those photos for free. You get 1,000 free 4x6 photo prints a year. All you pay is a small shipping charge. You can even print photos at other sizes for next to nothing. Using the FreePrints app is easy. Just select the photos you want to print, whether they're on your phone or on Facebook or Instagram. Choose the sizes and you're done. You're premium quality free prints will arrive on your doorstep in just days with more than 100,000 five-star reviews free prints is one of the world's favorite apps download it now at freeprintsnow.com and start enjoying real professional quality free prints the app is free and so are the prints no subscriptions no commitments just free prints go to freeprintsnow.com to get the app and your 1,000 free prints that's freeprintsnow.com Carriers are used to having remarkable power at their fingertips. Carrier 360 from J.B. Hunt is powerful technology. Custom built for carriers of all sizes to do business from any device. Get started. Make offers at the price you want on the loads that you want. And get a response in minutes. 
Take advantage of the freedom to choose from thousands of loads and control your own schedule. Set up your account today at jbhunt.com slash carrier360. If you got it, I'll bet just about anything that a truck brought it. Road Dog Trucking Radio. Series XM. 146. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. I'm going to get right back to the calls. I was talking to Rich in Florida. I'm going to bring him back on. So, Rich, you know, here's the, the good news. Um, I, I had several of those experiences early on in my career, and I was grateful for them. I, I was grateful for the fact that I got a big old slap upside the head and a wake-up call and no damage happened. You know, I knew I did something stupid and I got away with it. And I, to me, those are priceless experiences. It, much better than not having them or having one that causes a lot of damage earlier in your career. So, you know, be thankful actually that you have it and it worked and you lived through it and no harm, no foul. You know, it's kind of like the thing about you got to get right back on the horse, though. You can't. I, I like the fact that it's going to put a little fear in you, but we don't want to let that fear overcome you learning. So one of the ways I do that is in that situation that you experienced, what could you have done differently to avoid it altogether? Not gone over Vale that day. That's a possibility. I mean, really, sometimes that, you know, if you don't have enough experience, it's one of those times where I think we would be better off in this industry if we were willing to say, yes, trucks are going over the pass. I don't feel like I can do it. I'm going to wait till the road clears up. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. You know, and I, I, when well, I, this industry has changed a lot, and I'm not here to complain about the way things used to be and all that, but... I do remember when there was a lot more respect and old drivers with lots of experience would help you rather than just make fun of you. And and now with Facebook and social media and, and people's attitudes, I think there's just way too much of, I think we have a lot of arrogant people who are so insecure with themselves that they just want to make fun of somebody else. You just have to ignore those kind of people. If you're not comfortable... That's all that right. matters because if you kill somebody coming down the other side of that mountain, you can't ever take that back. So you never push exactly. yourself beyond your I, own capabilities. And the goal should be to always get better and wiser and smarter over time. But you can't get better and wiser or smarter if you kill yourself or kill somebody else and can never get a job again. I'm not afraid to say I, I do not chain up. If it's that bad, I'm not going in there. I avoid parts of the country that in the winter time because I don't want to chain up. I, I, that's not my skill set. It's not something I'm eager to do. I carry them because the law requires it, and if I need to get out of a jam 
I've got them. Not something I want to do like some of these drivers. So, hey, whatever, it's part of the game. Not for me. That particular day, there was no chain-up law. I Honestly, I kept checking the weather, deciding if I wanted to go around to go to Vegas or go up over 70. There was no snow in the forecast. Weather was good. What I didn't know is right near the top of the hill and on the way down, there was that very down layer of snow and ice still on the road. Yeah, it, I grabbed it, the wrong gear and spun up the RPMs too heavy, too hard. Uh, excuse me, too high, and broke loose. And that's what my problem was. It, it, it's you know, it's a dangerous occupation. That kind of stuff, you know, happens to us. Um, comes out of the blue. We didn't expect it. You know, again, you had an experience. You learned a couple things. One, you could just choose not to go over. Or two, sometimes it just comes out of nowhere, and there's no place to pull off the road. Um, you you identified something else you did wrong. You grabbed the wrong gear. So you learn from that. That you, you know, Hopefully you don't make that mistake again. As far as you know, defrosters, I, I, can't, I, I don't know what the logic would be behind keeping your windshield cold. Keeping it warm seems to work a lot better for me. Um, if it's warm enough, ice doesn't build up on it. I don't, I don't understand the logic behind cold. So that's that one. The Jake brake, I think, is personal, and it comes down to experience. I like Jake brakes. I always have. Um, there is a, a, another level of danger with the Jake brake because, especially today, because today we have anti-lock brakes, which is a huge improvement in safety over when we had trucks without anti-lock brakes, which is the way I started. So, you know, back then, the Jake brake wasn't much worse than, you know, your regular brakes. They were going to lock up pretty quick, too. And, you know, your brakes weren't equalized, so your tractor might lock up before your trailer or vice versa. You don't have that nearly as much today with anti-lock brakes, but if you hit the Jake brakes too hard, it's, you could break loose on the tractor. So I don't want to say don't use them in bad weather. I think it's something you either like and you get good at or you don't like and you don't use it. I don't believe that there's a right or wrong with that. I like Jake brakes. I always have. So for me, it was just one more thing to learn how to use in bad weather. And if it was so bad that I wasn't going to use the Jake, it was probably because I was going too fast or the conditions were worse than they should have been. Again, if I'm, in, if I'm maintaining a good, safe speed and I'm easy on the throttle and I'm in the right gear and I let off the throttle and activate the Jake, that's just one more thing that should help me slow down and in control. But if I do it wrong, yeah, it could cause a problem. So I, I'm not one of those that will argue either way. You have to use it or you should never use it. It's one more tool and if you learn how to use it right, it can benefit you. What about some of these trucks? Mine has this weird button in it called off-road. It's some sort of attraction. Should I stay the hell away from that at all costs? Well, unless you could tell me you know, exactly which system. We have traction control systems on a lot of trucks now. And they control, if, if they feel a wheel spin they will take power away from that wheel. And some drivers... That's what, 
this one supposedly does. Some drivers don't like that, and more experienced drivers don't like it. I have I have cars that do it. I've had trucks that do it. This is another one of those personal preferences. I like to turn those off because I still feel like uh-huh. in most cases in a truck, I can control better, and they will really, really limit acceleration, which is kind of the point. But, uh, you know, I think if you've got enough experience, you can turn those off and do better. In your case, I would say leave it on. Now, I'll also tell you in vehicles, in cars, passenger cars, that technology has gotten so much better just recently. I just recently bought a new vehicle, and I, I had one last winter, that I was blown away by how good that traction control worked, and I actually started leaving it on. And that, that's new for me. I used, in every vehicle I've ever had that had it in bad weather, I would turn it off. I wanted to control the vehicle myself. Trucks will get there too. I, I haven't driven, you know, I haven't driven any of the 2018s in bad weather. Uh, maybe they're already getting a lot better. But either way for you, I would recommend leaving your traction control on. Okay. It's not that new of a truck I've flipped it on a few times just because I thought, well, if the roads are getting a little squirrely, maybe this will help me until I can figure out if I'm good or if I need to pull off. Well, and you can play around with it. You know, when you're in one of those situations where it's not real dangerous, you're on a level, you know, slippery road, and there's not a lot of traffic, play around with both and and get a feel. Because like I said, the systems can be wildly different. Some of them I hate. I'll turn them off every time. But others, I'm, I'm starting to find that that technology is getting better and better. So I, I would just play around with it when it's not really dangerous and, you know, just see what, what feels safer to you. Gotcha. I do like Lisa's solution, stay in the south over the winter. <laughs> yeah, she, she told me that. And, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I like staying in the south in the winter, too. But honestly, I enjoy driving in bad weather. I think it's that entrepreneur thing, that problem solver, the challenge. I used to love big storms. Still do. I still love driving in really bad weather. And so my response was, yeah, you could do that. But at some point, you know, you got to get your feet wet and icy. So, you know, take some time driving bad weather. I think it's part of the job. Um, but again, that, that's a personal thing. Here's, I'm going to put you on hold because here's the other thing. Um, we like to do around here. I think it takes a lot of courage to step up and ask for help. And I'm glad that you did. That's how you get better. This would be a better industry if more people would do that. So I hope I helped you a little bit here on the air. But we have a lot of listeners that really like to do the same thing. And Dale Howard, um, you've heard Dale on the show many, many times. He's part of our Let's Truck team. He's still out driving every day. He lives in Canada, so he's very experienced at bad weather. And Dale sent me a text and said he wants to share his phone number with you, and he will be there to mentor you as well. So, Dale, thank you for that as always. And, uh, Rich, we're going to hook you up with Dale. I'm going to get to a break, and we'll come right back get to more of your calls and questions right after this. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. 
Trucker Radio gives you a different kind of trucking show. About life, about love, about work, about career, the trucking industry. Mary Thugs Christie, it's freewheeling. Where drivers go to get informed and talk about the world at large. What a concept. Freewheeling with Meredith Oaks and Chris T. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's a self-discovery journey. And again at 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Because it is a gift to the world. Exclusively on Road Dog Trucking Radio and on the Sirius XM app. Acme Home Insurance. Yes, I'd like to make a claim. What are you wanting to claim, sir? My water heater broke down. Sorry, but your homeowner's insurance doesn't cover water heater breakdowns. So what do you cover? Home damage from things like earthquakes, volcanoes, a zombie apocalypse. A zombie apocalypse? But that'll never happen. But if it did, you'd be covered, sir. But not my water heater? I'm afraid not. But his water heater could have been covered with a home warranty from American Home Shield. We cover major components of air conditioners, plus 20 other home systems and appliances, like electrical systems, plumbing, refrigerators, and more. For valuable free information, call 1-800-700-4350. Homeowners insurance can cover what might happen. Zombies are coming! But a home warranty helps cover what will happen. Now the dryer won't work. Be sure with the shield. American Home Shield. For valuable free information, call 1-800-700-4350. That's 1-800-700-4350. Limitations and exclusions apply. See plan for details. Message and data rates may apply. Warning. Texting while driving is illegal just about everywhere. So if you want to take advantage of a life-changing LASIK offer, pull over when you can. Because a special opportunity is just one text away. The LASIK Vision Institute is offering absolutely free evaluations and dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK. Text the keyword CLEAR22 to 350350 to get the benefit of FDA-approved LASIK technology that gives the majority of patients 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Text to schedule your free appointment to see if LASIK is right for you. When you text CLEAR22 to 350350, you'll also get an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Today, it's your turn. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you've always wanted for a fraction of what others charge. This great offer is just a text away. Text CLEAR22 to 350350. That's C-L-E-A-R-22 to 350350. I'm Todd Boyd, Weather Channel, with an interstate weather update. East-West Interstate's dealing with a wide swath of precipitation from New England all the way down to Texas. Take a look at the East-West Interstate's I-90. We have the periods rain out there that does extend anywhere from Massachusetts all the way into parts of Ohio. Same type of thing along I-84 in the New England and parts of New York State. I 80 and I-70. We're seeing those showers out there, particularly in the Pennsylvania as well as Ohio, also extending into parts of New Jersey along I-76 as well as I-78. I-70, you with the showers from Maryland all the way into Ohio. I-64, the rain is out there anywhere from Kentucky spreading into Virginia. I-40, the showers and the rumble of thunder from Tennessee into North Carolina. I-20, we have the showers and the rumble of thunder from the Carolinas all the way into Texas and I-10. We have the scattered showers and the rumble of thunder from Florida to South Southeast Texas, I-90 out west, some spotty snow. Montana and Washington State. I'm Todd Bork with Custom Weather Drivers twice now on Road Dog Series 126 and on the Series Snap Smartphone. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. 
We're uh, we're down to the final half hour. Still some time to get through, and of course, we're going to be live here again tomorrow for three hours. So uh, if you don't get through today, keep trying tomorrow. Um, I'm going to get back to the calls, but I, I want to make a comment on this. I saw this article. Uh, I can't remember if it was this morning or yesterday. Uh, it's from a website, LiveTrucking.com. I see their post on Facebook a lot. And it's being shared a lot, but it's being shared as like an argument against ELDs. It seems to be being shared a lot by the anti-ELD groups. And people seem to be sharing it as though it's a negative. Let me just read you the headline because that's really all you need to know. It says, Produce Company says ELD mandate has caused the price of their goods to skyrocket. I'm not sure why anybody in trucking would think that that's a bad thing. I'm totally confused by that mentality. For the entire time I've been in and around this industry, the single biggest complaint I've heard so many times is that rates are too low. Rates are too low. It's a mantra that I have heard forever. And now all of a sudden, something comes along and raises rates, and of course that's going to increase prices. Because we're very proud in this industry of saying, if you've got it, a truck brought it. So if rates go up, prices on everything will go up. Now, to say that prices have skyrocketed, come on. I I buy produce. I go to the grocery store. They have not skyrocketed. Maybe this one produce company was operating so poorly that this is costing them a lot of money. Too bad. That's their problem. I don't see prices going through the roof. We're not seeing $8 a gallon milk. What we are seeing are good, strong rates in trucking. Why are there still drivers and owner-operators complaining about that as though it's a bad thing? They're, They're sharing this post as though it's a bad thing. The only thing that says to me... If, if the ELD mandate caused prices to skyrocket, their words, that means cheating must have been wildly rampant. Because I understand the math. You know, 40 cents a mile on a truckload does not increase anything by 40 cents on the shelf. That's not how our economy works. If you understand the numbers, you would understand that. So if prices really skyrocketed, for this company, what the hell were they doing? I, I, I just don't understand this mentality of, oh my God, ELDs are causing prices to go through the roof. That's a bad thing. If anything in transportation causes prices to go up, the only thing that can do that is because rates went up. That's what everybody in this industry has always wanted, rates to go up. Now it's here and they're bitching about it. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Wisconsin. Tom, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Kevin. What's on your mind today? Um, driverless trucks. <clears throat> yes. They're already. I mean, have you seen the uh, YouTube video of the auto truck coming out of Denver? Oh, yeah. Calling a load of Budweiser to... Uh, yeah, that guy I, got out of the seat, hopped in the sleeper. Absolutely, yeah, and that—that's—that's that's, a couple years old. I, I, I have been all over autonomous 
from early, early on. And the reason you don't hear me talk about it a whole lot anymore is because it freaked everybody out. I got so many complaints every time I talked about it, and I would be accused of promoting it. Like, wait a minute. My entire Uh life, my business, my career is built around providing products and services to people who drive trucks. Why would I promote a technology that will eliminate my own company? I wasn't promoting it. I was trying to make people aware of what's happening. I got so many complaints. That wasn't the only reason I stopped talking about it. There's so many other things going on right now that are so much more positive. But I, I bookmark every article. I read dozens, sometimes hundreds of articles a week on autonomous technology. Not only did we have that kind of one-time you know, Budweiser run, there's a company in Arizona right now running multiple trucks over, on, you know, over and over and over. They're moving appliances from Arizona to California. They're autonomous. That's happening right now. It has been for quite some time. There's a Chinese company that's building a huge facility in Arizona. They claim that within five years or less, they will have level four and five autonomous vehicles. That means no human intervention whatsoever. And they've got a lot of money. I could go on and on and on and on. I could pull up my library of hundreds of articles on both autonomous car technology and autonomous truck technology because in reality it's the same thing it's the same sensors the same software the same technology um gm is so big into this for I, i tried to put together a list of all the companies worldwide that are heavily invested in autonomous technology when I got to like 70, 70 major corporations investing heavily into this, I stopped counting. Yeah. Yep, if uh, anybody is wondering, if they haven't seen that video, they need to go on there and, on YouTube and, you know, look at that video because it's uh, something else. Yeah, I, I got... I've got one other question. Yeah, let me address one more thing, and then we'll get to it. Here's the other reason I stopped talking about it. I got tired of disputing really, really stupid arguments from people who don't understand the technology at all. They don't understand how much money is being invested into it. And they would make statements like, well, that technology could never back into the dock I just backed into. And that is one of the stupidest statements I have heard. Not only will that technology back into the dock, it will do it better than you 100 times out of 100 times. That's the beauty of computers. Uh Once you do all the hard work to program them, they do the same thing over and over and over and over, and they hardly ever fail. But humans are not good at that kind of stuff. We, We have a much, much higher failure rate. Or they would say, oh, just wait. As soon as that technology kills somebody, the lawyers will be all over it and it won't go anywhere. Another really stupid statement. Companies would not be investing hundreds of billions, probably trillions now, of dollars into a technology that could be eliminated that easily. And what what they don't understand, 
let's say that an autonomous truck killed somebody today out on the road. They would freak out. But yet humans killed 60 people on the road yesterday. And they do it day after day after right, day, right. every single day. And we don't seem to care about that. Exactly. Yep. Or they would talk about how expensive it is. It's not expensive at all. It's dirt cheap, and it's going to save so much money. That's why companies are investing so heavily in it. So I just got tired of oh, yeah. debating with people yep. who, who were only acting emotionally. They're emotional because yep. they could lose their job. I get that. But you've got to take the emotion out of it. I'm much more positive now. I think for the next decade at least. I don't try to predict much out past 10 years. But I think for the next decade, autonomous technology is going to be to our advantage as drivers and owner-operators. At some point, I believe it will take our jobs. But I don't think that's within the next 10 years. I think there's going to be a lot of autonomous vehicles on the road in the next 10 years, but I actually think it's going to make things better for us in the short term. I think it's going to create more opportunities yeah. and, you know, but I, I, I wouldn't want to be a 22-year-old right now hoping for a 40-year career in trucking because I don't think that exists. Yeah, I'd like to get into specialized or a niche where, you know, that it's just not going to be... Uh, I, I wouldn't do it, where it would work. with artificial intelligence and the advancements. I'm not even sure I would bet on that. That's why I don't try to predict out more yeah. than more than ten years. There are things that are being worked on we can't even right. imagine. Yep, yep, I hear you. They got a quick uh, um, comment on electronic logs. Um, I drive a '99, uh, so I don't have to do it. It kind of goes back to. Uh, you know, a lot of truck drivers and a lot of people say we saw so we have the freedom out here. Remember one thing: we have less freedoms out here than the four wheelers and other people because uh, hours of service, uh, way stations, um, getting pulled over for no reason. Those are freedoms that are lost. Let me, um, and, uh, Tom. Tom, hold uh, that thought. I want to come back and address that because. I, I get it. I do. I became a truck driver because I don't like people watching me and telling me what to do. I'm one of those guys that's very independent. But there's something else that people don't understand about business. We'll be right back. We'll talk about that right after this. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Channel 4.
You deserve more out of trucking. With USA Truck, you can be the boss and drive your way. Friendly to owner-operators, USA Truck offers high pay, including their new $5,000 transition bonus and ability to choose your own pay program. And if you choose to lease, they offer new and lightly used trucks with minimal credit requirements, low pricing, and trade-in equity. The best run for themselves. Drive proud. Drive USA. Call USA Truck at 866-570-2226 or driveusatruck.com. The following statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Remember that sinking feeling when you first noticed your hair was thinning? You probably thought, this can't be happening to me. Factors like stress, aging, or hormones can cause hair thinning. Fix your thinning hair with Viviscal, the number one selling healthy hair supplement in the U.S. 100% drug-free Viviscal has proven clinical results and is specially formulated with a proprietary marine-based complex and other nutrients that work in harmony to reduce hair shedding and increase volume and thickness. And two little tablets daily are all you need. Discover the secret A-list celebrities, hairstylists, and millions of women have fallen in love with. Right now, try Viviscal risk-free for 90 days and get free shipping. And be sure to ask about our exclusive men's formula. For your 90-day risk-free trial and free shipping, call 800-941-3938. 800-941-3938. That's 800-941-3938. At SelectQuote, we know life insurance through work is a great perk, but do you even know how much your employer provides? Usually it's a year's salary, maybe two if you're lucky. So if you die, your family is taken care of for a couple years. Then what? How will they pay the mortgage? Send the kids to college? It's simple. If you have a family, you need more life insurance than you're getting at work. Experts recommend seven to ten times your annual income. SelectQuote can help you find just that, and it's more affordable than you think. SelectQuote can find a 35-year-old man in excellent health, a half a million dollar policy for under $19 a month. Life insurance through work is not enough. Let SelectQuote help you cover the gap. Call 1-800-311-6495. That's 1-800-311-6495. Or get started at SelectQuote.com. 1-800-311-6495. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. At 7 a.m. East, it's the Dave Nemo Show. With news, traffic, and weather updates, we'll get you where you need to be. Exclusively on Road Dog Trucking Radio. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're down to the final segment. I'm going to get right back to the calls. I'm going to go to Tom in Wisconsin. So, Tom, here's one of the things that that really became evident in this whole ELD argument. And that is the fact that people have so little understanding about business. And they, the, the people that were arguing, it violates my Fourth Amendment rights, my Fifth Amendment rights. And, and you, you're, Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights were violated a long, long time ago, but they really weren't. Those are personal rights. Those are rights we have because we are a citizen in this country. We give up many of our personal rights for the privilege of doing other things, like driving, or very. we give away a lot of those rights by having a business. 
there, there are no government agencies that are allowed to break your door down and search your house. We have clear rights and, and we have clear protection against that. Now, it happens, but it's not supposed to, and it doesn't very often. But in business, there are all kinds of agencies that are allowed to search your property. And you have to show proof, and you do have to incriminate yourself. So people have to understand the difference between personal rights. That's what we have in the Bill of Rights. And business law, which is very, very different. The ELD didn't take away any freedom. Since 1938, when they enacted the hours of service, you were required to report everything about your duty status and sign it personally, saying it was true and correct. The ELD didn't change that. Right. Well, it wasn't right back then either. Well, our country was... That wasn't right either. Well, but here's another... See, I disagree, because I think business has always always been that way. but business. Kevin... No, it's, it's not just business. I was in New Mexico last week, and I had my personal vehicle, and I had to pull over, and I didn't do anything wrong because I went through a border check, which wasn't on the border. We, we lose our people just lay down for this stuff. Now, see, you you're, you just totally switched. What does it matter if I'm driving my personal vehicle or, or a commercial vehicle why does the why does the state patrol get to pull me over for no reason? In a commercial vehicle, I haven't done anything wrong. Now, see, you're mixing the two up. Wrong. Why do they? Because that that well, no, that is it, it always in both. Well, but it don't mix hold, don't don't mix the two up because then we'll never settle anything. I agree with you on the personal vehicle, although. You know, there's another area we gave up rights in order to drive, but it's supposed to be. They have to have reasonable, um, I forget the term, I use it all the time. They, ha- they have to have a reason to pull you over, and I'm fine with that. But in a commercial vehicle, that's never been the case. In business, it's never been the case. Since business started... It doesn't wh- mean it's right. It doesn't mean it's right. Well, but now, see, I'm okay with it in business. I, I think there are lots of reasons we have those kind of, and I'm a libertarian. So I'm one of the guys that believe in total liberty. But business is different for a lot of reasons. Now, I also believe we're overregulated because at some point it just becomes ridiculous. That's why I love the fact that Trump has, for every new regulation that's been written, they've eliminated like 13. He's got a great record on that. I'm all for cleaning it up. But I don't have a problem with certain regulations in business. You can't compare them to personal liberties. Those are two very different things. Just because you go to work, you don't lose your This isn't work. Liberty. This isn't you work. Your freedom. This isn't yes, work. It is. It's business. You you want no, to You want to enact No, you don't have to own a business to earn a living. Nobody for See, that's the difference. Living in this country, the reason we have freedoms is because we didn't choose that. We were born here. Our country was founded on personal freedom. But there are things we choose to do. Nobody has to drive a vehicle. It's not a requirement. Nobody has to own a business. You make the choice. It's why I like states' rights as well. It's why I also like states' rights rather than federal law. 
because if I don't like the laws in my state, I can choose to move to a different state. I don't have to live here. So when I have choices, see, those are two totally different things. You choose to go into business. And as much as I am a free market capitalist, we still have to have structure to make business work properly. It, it, it's an advantage. Now, let's go back to hours of service. Why were they enacted in 1938? No idea. Oh, well, that, see, this is where it pays to know history. Drivers pushed for it. Drivers wanted the protection. This wasn't ever designed to limit a driver's time or to punish him. It was because drivers felt like they were being taken advantage of by their employers and they wanted some protection. That's the history of hours of service. Drivers ask for this, and and unions especially. And I'm certainly not a big union fan. I grew up in a union family, and that's just not for me. But that's where this came from. This did not come from the government forcing it. This came from the drivers asking for it. Well, that was a long time ago. And the government's forcing it now. No, they're not. That nothing has changed. Hours of service didn't change a bit on December 18th. Yeah, but the FMCSA is the ones that are regulating it. Regulating what? There's always been an organization regulating it. Hours right. of service have been regulated since 1938. Like I said, they, they, they have always been allowed to use any document they want to prove that you falsified your logs. This is just an easier way to prove it. But, you know, it, it's business, and I see it as an advantage. Look at what is happening with rates. Look at we as drivers, and I put myself in this group, we have cheated to benefit the shipper and receiver. Now we're forced not to cheat, and guess what? It's actually benefiting us. doesn't benefit me. Why not? I had to go on the electric log because I, I have a specific situation that uh, if I, my hours per day is 15, and then my drive time is about 12 to do my dedicated run. Hi. So... So I'm an an hour away from home, and now i got to stop for 10 hours? Well, so all you're telling me was prior to ELDs that you cheated, and that was an illegal run to begin with. Yeah. So nothing changed. Right. Nothing changed. The hours of service are exactly the same. It's an hour or 45 minutes. But they're they're, they're, they're unrealistic. One size doesn't fit all. It's, It's a joke. That's not ELDs. You're talking now about hours of service. Oh, right, right. That's what I said when I first said it. I said the 14 hours is the worst thing that we've ever had. It's the hours of service. But electronic logging would uh, not benefit me one bit. It well, would hurt yeah, me. But, but we can't write laws to it's benefit one person. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm driving a 99. And that's fine. That was one of the choices. I'm not, not going to. Right. That's why I'm not going to get be a. Uh, 45 minutes from home and have to stop for 10 hours. Do you understand so, that? Well, Does of that course. Make sense? Well, of I'm course. an hour from home I, and I'm perfectly you, fine, perfectly safe, but now I got to stop for 10 hours? What about the guy that's not 45 minutes? How does that make sense? 
well, hold on. What about the guy who's not 45 minutes away from home? He's an hour and a half, but he feels like that's okay for him. Or the guy that's two hours and 15 minutes. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If it's okay for him, if he can do it safely, then there's not an issue. How... so how do we determine then without some hours of service? And I've, I've been the one that's come on the air and said, look, just get rid of hours of service completely. That's never going to happen. Right. Without them, how do we determine whether somebody's safe or not? By your uh, safer score. If I, you know, if I haven't had any wrecks, I haven't had any tickets, I haven't had anything, I, I don't so, have anything on my record, so, so I'm safe. What what about if I'm a day one driver? And if I, well, time will tell. Time will time tell what will we just we just let those guys go make their, all their own if decisions. You're be safe or not? Oh, so after they kill somebody or run into a school bus, we'll figure out that they're not. See, as a libertarian, I'm still okay with some business regulation. It actually makes business more efficient. This was one that made. Being an owner-operator, really efficient. Rates are through the roof. I can't, and Tom, I didn't cut you off, by the way. That's the the, uh, automation on my show because I'm out of time. Um, You and I will just have to agree to disagree on this one because I see, you know, the whole thing completely different. If you want to argue hours of service, go argue them. But that's not what everybody's doing. Everybody's blaming it on the ELD. If you were this passionate about hours of service... You would would have been fighting hours of service 10 years ago or however long you've been in the industry. But all these people fighting didn't bother to fight back then. So don't tell me they're fighting hours of service. They're just fighting ELDs. That's where I disagree. But that's just my opinion. And we know all about opinions. We'll, uh, We'll do this again tomorrow. Thanks for joining me. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Dog Trucking Radio. Grab a coach.